Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Time and it's feeling right. You're looking for a love that lasts. You'll find, find it at Romance in the Podcast. Ooh, ooh, baby, had me a hello. Ooh, I love you. I know. Ooh, ooh, baby, you're the wind beneath my wings. Ooh, ah, I'll have what she's having. Thank you for tuning in to Romancing the Pod. You had us at hello. I'm Paige Wesley. I'm Mikey Randolph. And I'm Todd Schlosser. And this week, I made you guys sit through from, from Justin, Justin to, to Kelly. Kelly. Is it my pick next week? No, it's my pick next week because you picked Love, Simon. Oh, that's right. Mikey, we had to move when you picked because you went on vacation for one episode. I'm going to yeah. tell you right now, during this episode, I'm going to open the thing, man, and put it together. Oh, is it because I made you watch this movie and... To avoid hating me for making you do that, you're going to open the gift that I bought you? There is no avoiding hating you, <laughs> But I'm going to need something to do with my hands while, I, while you two talk about this movie, and I pretend that I didn't check my phone the whole time. Because this movie is the equivalent of Elevator Music. Oh, my God. It is, but that's, that's really unkind to Elevator Music. <laughs> that's very unkind to all Musacs out there. <laughs> Yeah, I have a lot of bad things to say about this movie, so you're going to want to pay attention. But because Todd picked it, he gets to go first. Oh, I, okay. That's true. I forgot about that rule. So I forgot about that rule, too, yeah, and I made yeah. it like three weeks ago. <laughs> you yelled it at us. Yes. Um, yeah, so my interpretation of this movie is I feel like we are watching Simon Cowell's hubris for 82 minutes, and <laughs> this is why he has never produced another movie. I'm assuming yep. he produced this one because- I mean, Yes and no. I'll talk about it. Okay. But I'm only saying- that because this is very much like American Idol the movie but like if you made the two people who are most famous from American Idol be in a stage production of something that they should not be in right they are terrible actors but they're good singers right but the songs in this are terrible so yes. it's not like you get good songs and bad you don't acting. get anything from you it get bad acting and stupid songs and uh, horrible dresses and the worst makeup on earth yes i mean it was the fashion of the time though right no it was extreme even for the time i remember girls in high school having that like brunette hair and then like thick ass streaks of blonde in it like she does i i remember that yeah but the clothes were way more extreme than i remembered and the and the makeup the the actual makeup because there's one there's one scene where every piece of makeup on Kelly Clarkson's face is lavender <laughs> for no good reason <laughs> and it's not a color that suits anybody in that application and, and no one wears 
full on jeans during spring break at the beach that much. Oh, that poor girl is going to have a yeast infection. There was a girl in the final dance number that this movie ends like a Bollywood movie. But like if a Bollywood movie did their endings terribly, which they don't like this movie is just a bad version of it. But there's a woman, not one of the principal cast, but like an extra who's like just dancing. And she is wearing fully like jeans and a long sleeve T-shirt. And I'm like, this is supposed to be Miami. Like what the you would die unless it filmed in winter, which it could have, I guess. I bet it did. I don't have information on that for fun facts, but I suspected that I I think it could have been one of two things. Either it did film in Miami, just not at the height of summer, like in spring. Um, But they filmed the entire thing in like a week and a half and just had everybody stay at one hotel and just like film it. Or alternately, they filmed it in California when the fuck ever, because that's always what it looks like. Yeah. And it could have been that. That's probably true. Maybe. I don't know. Did y'all watch American Idol a lot back in the day? I watched this season, the the one that they were on, and that's probably that one and the next one, I think, are the, the only ones I've watched in their entire. Correct me if I'm wrong. Like they do a lot of cover songs, right? Like famous songs. They it's sing. all covers. Yeah, it's all covers. How come there were no famous songs in the movie? There's one at the very end and they do it very badly. There's two. There's actually one in the beginning and oh. one in the oh, that's end. That's right. That's right. And they do they do them badly, but it's because covers are expensive yeah. and you can only sing a certain amount of a cover before you have to pay certain amounts so on american idol the show you're only ever singing 30 seconds to a minute of a cover song they're never singing full songs until you get to the finale and the finale is always like the like songs that american idol has written for them that will be on their album which always are full dog shit like the songs in this movie yeah yeah i mean the best thing you could do on american idol is get really far but not win yes and i will talk about that yeah more in a bit i remember the show a lot from oh man i was not i think before i could drive this thing was like yeah massively popular and i just never was invested yeah it was super popular when we were kids yeah yeah i mean this movie came out like two years before i got my driver's license i was like a freshman in high school when this movie came out uh no i'm sorry a sophomore because it's 2003 yeah it was 2003 yeah yeah but even at the time i remember being like this looks like it's gonna suck and so i didn't see it and then a bunch of my friends saw it and i was like was it terrible they were like yeah (laughs) <laughs> and Justin won, right? No, no Kelly, Kelly Clarkson won. won. The first and only legitimate American Idol. She's like one of the only one of the only people who has won and then has gone on to actually be famous. Yeah, I mean, there are other people are like low, low level famous, like a little bit more famous than we are, which is very bad. Like that is not at all famous, but like they're that sort of famous. There's like small pockets of people that know who they are, but everyone else is like so tuned out. Well, there's, I mean, there's your Carrie Underwoods. There, like, there's a handful of people over time that have gone on to be famous from it but very very few of them win almost nobody who wins ends up being famous yeah and kelly's like the one exception but there are a number of people who were rejected from american idol who then go on to be super famous and i think that's hilariously funny to me yeah (laughs) but that's the thing with all reality shows like when when we get to it i will I'll, I'll talk about my experience with a similar show and, and kind of what happens. <laughs> I've been through the grinder. All right. Well, cool. Well, Mikey, what did you think about it? Oh, I, I have never seen a piece of fiction with lower emotional stakes or <laughs> I've never seen like a work of art without any emotion whatsoever. Yeah. And it's like almost interesting. It's like, it's like I didn't feel anything. It was so bizarre. It's a very strange film. It is a film that no matter how connected you are to your emotions, 
you feel dead inside watching it. Well, I think part of that's because the acting is so bad. Like, here's the thing. Cards on the table. Kelly Clarkson is probably my favorite American Idol. She's the worst actress in this movie. Yes. And she when she just is like singing in a concert or whatever, she has so much emotion and she's so great and she cannot muster it for this movie. But it's not just her, like any of the side plots, nothing like nobody. There's just no emotional stakes at all. And even their like love story. She's like, at the end, she's like, would you come to visit me sometime? He's like, sure, baby. Which is what you say the last night of spring break. So she'll have (laughs) sex with you, right? Like we all know what's going on. Like they're never going to talk again. No one has full conversation. Yeah, they don't. I think because they realize very quickly that the longer the people talked in this movie, the worse it got. <laughs> but I will say that the country lady, the blonde. You mean the villain of this movie? The hardcore villain of this movie. Is every girl I went to high school and college with. Thank you, Georgia and Mississippi. Yeah. Her name in the movie is Alexa. I, I recognize her from something else. 20 years later, that girl is posting uh, really positive affirmations about the Roe versus Wade decision and like really wanting prayer back in school. Yeah. And it's, that's the same girl that I went to high school and college with. That's that's what my Facebook looks like. I'm like, man, that girl was super hot, but she was so mean and heartless. And then yeah. now she's like, fuck <laughs> Still gays. mean and heartless, but in a different way. Yeah. And now she's doing exactly what you expect. Selling out other women. <laughs> I texted the state and said that you got the abortion, not me. I know that gays are going to hell. I went to vacation Bible school. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. But I mean, she is by far the villain of this piece. And the fact that anyone talks to her at the end is insane to me. Like at the oh, very yeah. end of this movie, when her and Justin finally get together, it cuts to like the closing Bollywood dance number and she is there as their friend dancing with them. And I was like, she would be walking home if that yeah, happened madness. to me. No, no, no. And those kind of groups of girls in college. No, I'm not a girl in college. Wait, 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 wait. Is this true? It's true. I was a girl in college. So I'll counterpoint after he talks about it. Paige might be able to vouch or not. There are groups of friends in college who just, they stayed friends and all they do is constantly fuck each other over and like be totally mean to each other. The, I will say that this is this was not my group of friends, but I have watched other people's groups of friends yeah. and been like, <laughs> why are you guys friends with the, each other? Like, why are why is anyone friends with these people? This person sounds like an asshole and it seems like they just make your life bad. So why are you their friend? And they're like, oh, it's okay. I'm going to fuck her boyfriend. What? You're like, this is so unhealthy. That's that's the extreme <laughs> version of it. Because I've seen I've seen the I'm going to fuck her boyfriend version. Uh, but I have also seen the almost more insidious version where it's almost Stepford wifey. Where it's yes. like, yeah. like, not that I'm going to fuck your boyfriend, but it's like, I'm going to disapprove of everything you do and make it sound like I'm doing it for your best interest. But it's really to make myself feel better. Oh, yeah. Well, I feel like that's a lot of what a Alexa's doing in this movie but Alexa has was that her name yeah her name was Alexa Mikey yeah when I realized her name was Alexa I was like oh I wish I was here to watch this with Mikey like (laughs) I wish we had watched it together because I think we would have had a lot more fun if we watched it together because we could have been like shitting on it the whole time watching this alone is a sad solitary thing like you feel very alone in the universe (laughs) watching this alone I I have crazy (laughs) notes from watching this alone (laughs) but Alexa has real like 
bridesmaid in a VR porn coming after Mikey type energy. You know what I'm saying, Mikey? I know I should have never brought that up. No, Mikey, I'm here to give you some solace that you're not alone. Okay. Because I was at RTX this weekend and Ify Wadiway did like five whole minutes of stand up on having a nearly identical experience to you and hating VR porn. That's awesome. <laughs> I thought it was funny. I thought, okay, okay. Yeah, he, I mean, he thought it was hilarious as well. And, and it was hysterical. Like him talking about it was amazing. <laughs> But it was very funny to me that I had like just gotten like I did just you go left. tell him? Did you tell him that, you, that I did not get a chance? I barely had a chance to see my own reflection in a mirror. Like it was a crazy twenty seven hours that I was in Texas. It seemed like a whirlwind that you were like just dealing yeah. with while you were there. Yeah, I mean, it looks like you had fun, but it was very quick. It was wild. Well, the Alexa I dated was nothing like this, so I just want to throw that out there. Oh yeah, I didn't feel like this Alexa was like the Alexa you dated. No, this Alexa is every girl I went to Mississippi State with. Yeah, not every girl, but a lot of them, because some of them also listen to this podcast. And if you do, yeah, you're listen. not like this. And girl. if you do, yeah. it wasn't you. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hashtag not all Mississippi State blondes or whatever. <laughs> I had some like huge flashback moments. Right. What did you think about this movie, Paige? Oh, it's terrible. This yeah. is a train wreck. First of all, it's only 82 minutes long, which mercifully oh, wow. only 82 minutes long. I thought I missed some stuff, but like really just like there's no there's nothing. It's like the vacuum of space. When there was 11 minutes left, Paige, I thought the movie had been going for two hours. It felt that way. <laughs> and I looked at my phone to see like how long the movie had been going. And I was like, holy shit, I'm only like 70 minutes in. And it feels like I've been sitting here since yesterday. Yeah, I, I mean, all the clothes are heightened versions of crazy shit we used to wear at the time. Sure. And, and I was like, I hope that never comes back. I know Gen Z is like getting into our fashions from the time, but like, don't bring this back. And I love Kelly Clarkson, but holy shit, she's terrible in this. Like, and, and she hates this movie and will openly talk about hating this movie. So I feel good that she knows, like, I don't feel bad talking shit because she was like, yeah, I didn't want to do it. <laughs> like they forced me to do it contractually. Yeah. I was actually looking at box office information and I, yeah. I sometimes, if we do a movie that's like, it bombed like yeah. there's a website called bomb report yeah and i looked up from justin to kelly's bomb report and at the very top is a quote from her that says yes and this is in quotes i knew when i read the script it was going to be real real bad but when yep. i won <laughs> i signed a piece of paper and i could not get out of it two words contractually obligated so yep. she didn't want to do this movie she was forced to do this movie which is terrible because she's a great singer terrible actress and they're different skill sets like there they are, are people, different skill sets there are people who are great singers and also amazing actresses kelly clarkson's not one of them and that's fine she's an amazing singer let her stay in that lane i mean let's not i mean she was terrible in this movie but but, but this movie I, I mean like it's it, it's mostly the movie's fault yeah i mean like I, yeah. I you can't purse out the cause and effect here and all i'm trying to say I, i'm not gonna rag on her too hard because the script, the songs, the setting, the people, everything. everything is bad. That is fair. I think if you put her in a good movie, she could probably do okay. Like, I, I don't think she is so unskilled. I think what we're seeing is, A, unskilled. And remember, this is like the first thing ever that she's doing. Like, she's just won American Idol. She's brand new. She's doing this. But also, she knows it's going to be bad. She doesn't want to be there. She goes through a lengthy legal fight to try and get out of it. Really? And they don't let, yes, and they don't oh. let her out of it. Oh my God, that's amazing. And so 
I think she's I think what we're seeing is a maybe not as much acting ability and b just fucking spite. And I kind of respect the hell out of it, to be honest. Like, it's kind of great. But this movie is the reason why if you are represented by anyone, if like you have an agent and you end up on any of those shows, uh, they bring the lawyer to the finale. Oh, shit. Yeah. Okay. So like I've, I've behind the scenes intel. So uh, I have been through the producer rounds of America's Got Talent five different times. And most of those times I've been with an agent and the agent I was with had actually successfully gotten like five or six people to the final rounds of AGT over the years. She's had like two or three contestants place. That's awesome. But she is not dumb. She's a very smart lady. And uh, when Drew Lynch was on, he was her client and she literally, they had the lawyer on the phone. They got to the finale and they basically told him not to win. Like, yeah, they were, they were like, do your best. Don't look bad. But if you win, we're going to have to try and do everything we can possibly do to not sign the contract because they knew it was bad shit like this. And so when I went through, she literally like as they were turning in my packet of stuff, she was like, here's the deal. Get on, get on to at least one of the episodes where they show your hometown and show your face yeah and then dip out like do not try to win this basically because it is not winning if you win and and because they contract you for america's got talent uh it's it's like five to ten years depending on what you sign with them of like things that you're contractually obligated to do and it hamstrings your career like you really do not want to win uh the fine print is dark and american idol was the same way they had complete contractual control for like two to three years and that's when this movie happens and kelly didn't have a lawyer at at the finale and couldn't get out of it and so that's how this movie happens because literally it's like that night they're making you sign papers and they do it on purpose because they know that if you win you're like oh my god i won my life is changing i get to move to hollywood and they're like yeah of course you do just sign this and it is death if you sign it so if you're smart you show up with your agent and your lawyer and they say we'll review this and send revisions back to you yeah and yeah just don't take it don't even take the money it's not just don't yeah it's like a whole thing there you go but yeah this movie's terrible yeah, it is a god-awful movie. But do you guys want yeah. to talk about it scene by scene? Maybe we can get through it? Yes, hopefully fast. Oh, I mean, I don't think this is going to take us very long to get through. Like, if you take out the songs in this movie, it's 30 minutes. Yeah. It's terrible. Oh, buttercup. <laughs> yeah, Natalie's going for a walk, so I'm going to have her in here with me. All right, so let's get into the movie. Please. We open on Kelly Clarkson singing country music in a bar to one terrifying fan who is also kind of a villain. Oh, yeah, he's fully terrible. I mean, I think it's okay to, like, have a crush on somebody and shoot your shot, but he becomes terrible immediately when he's like, what about Hurricane Trevor or whatever his name is coming back around to, like, knock you off your feet or blow you down or whatever? His name is Luke, but he's got hella Trevor energy. Yeah. But I'm here every night. Yeah, I'm here uh, every night. I know. Stop. <laughs> yeah, please don't point out things that are negatives about you in trying to get me to date you. Right. She's like, I hate spring break. I don't want your spring break. 
I don't want your life. I don't want to be your wife. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I, Todd, I thought you'd appreciate that. She's wearing the requisite amount of layers for the time. Yes. Which was too many layers. Yes. Which is one thing. As Gen Z has dipped their toe back into the fashion of this time, they didn't bring back the layers. No, they didn't. I mean. They got oversized jeans and that's it. Uh, yeah. They stopped at Jinkos and Butterfly Clips. And I'm like, got to take it further. I know, man. You got to layer up, man. You got to protect yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to somehow layer, but also still have it be a crop top. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I don't remember that many the, crop the tops low, when I was- The low, rise jeans. Yeah. I, well, we used to get in trouble for it at school because uh, my, my school had a dress code. And like if your jeans were too low and your layers were too high, they'd send you home. Yeah be bad yeah there's one shot in this movie it's later in the movie but where kelly clarkson is wearing like low-rise jeans and a top that is like it comes down a little bit longer than her jeans and it makes her torso look like it's three-fourths of her body well i also kelly clarkson's not very tall um and she a curvy lady i love it about her but the people who were dressing her for this movie and also dressing everyone at the time in the world uh, did not understand that body type. Like, I struggled so hard to find clothes that fit and were flattering and were comfortable yeah. in this time, in this era. Yeah. Uh, and now that, like, a bunch of them are back, I'm, like, rebuying the things that I wanted to wear as a teenager because now they actually make them in a way that fits. Yeah. Uh, but at the time, Kelly didn't have the option. I would just go to the mall, go to American Eagle and Tommy Hilfiger and just be like, I need to buy the clothes that won't let me get bullied. I did not have that option. Nor did I. I did not have that kind of money. So I just got bullied. I actually didn't really get bullied. People at my school were pretty nice. I didn't either. I've always been like a, a bigger dude. So, uh, I mean, I did get bullied some, but like I would just hit them. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. See, even if I had the money, there were physically not clothes for me. Yeah, no, it's different because the especially the clothes that were popular at their time, like Abercrombie and Fitch and American Eagle and all that stuff, like they have like they were publicly very much like I don't want our clothes to be on bigger people, so they would on purpose yes. not make bigger clothes, which is to me insane like from a just a like capitalistic standpoint. Like, right. why would you not want to sell more clothes? <laughs> Take my money. Yeah, it just seems dumb to me. But like, instead, they were just being like horrible to bigger people. At this time, at the time the movie was out, I was on Weight Watchers to try and get into a size 12 so that I could wear all of those clothes. Yeah. Because the only plus size option at the time was Lane Bryant, which was for older ladies. Yeah. So like, good luck. My mom made some of my clothes. Oh. Uh, and then by the time I could like drive, I, I guess Old Navy, Old Navy s still had some stuff like jeans and stuff that I could wear. Yeah. Uh, but by the time I could drive, that's when like Torrid came out. Oh, was okay. like my junior or senior year. Um, But it was still new and it was still kind of just like chubby hot topic. So like, <laughs> God help you if you weren't a little touch of the goth because i guess your dress has skulls on it now good luck yeah. <laughs> figure that out it's kind of that's kind of like how it is today you just gotta lean into the goth at that point you're like i guess i guess um the cure <laughs> I guess it I is i guess i love nightmare before christmas so full disclosure uh southwest lost my luggage yesterday they did find it. I got a call from them this morning. I'm going to go pick it up later. Nice. But I had to go to uh, a very, a big anniversary party for my friends uh, celebrated their 10 year anniversary and renewed their vows and everything. And I didn't have any bras because they were all in my suitcase. Oh no. And so I had to like go find a bra and the only place I could find one was Torrid. And I was like, well, maybe I'll see if they have a dress or something here so I can like I have stuff to wear. And I was like, nope. <laughs> like, 
You don't want to show up to a <laughs> ceremony where they're renewing their vows in a skull dress page. Yeah. The only thing there that I was like, I could maybe make this work was a white dress. And I was like, if there's one thing I can't wear to this, yeah, it's a white it's dress. That. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so her friends show up to this bar mid conversation, which happens so many times in this movie where people just start talking to a character as if they've been there for the previous two sentences. Yeah. It's so bizarre. Yeah, and you just have to like try to catch up. Well, yeah, because we as the audience weren't there for the beginning of that conversation. Why are you no. guys not on your airplane flight to the spring break? <laughs> on your airplane flight to the spring break. <laughs> Our charter flight went bankrupt <laughs> and daddy took my car and you're like, wait, well, I'm, I'm going to need you to repeat that. Yeah, there's so much unpacking I have to do from that one sentence and that's what, <laughs> what starts off the actual say? movie. Yeah. What? Yeah. And and she bought 23 bikinis. I was like, you're only there for a couple days. And now, granted, I have in in my weird 30 year old bizarre renaissance recently purchased way more bikinis than I need, (laughs) but not 23. No. Like, that's insane. They don't even begin to scratch the surface of wearing that many. I did think it was funny that she told her dad that her therapist's name was Neiman Marcus, and that's why it was showing up on the credit card statement. I was like, oh, that's actually sort of funny, I guess. It is sort of funny, but I, like the idea that a rich man would not know the name Neiman Marcus <laughs> is baffling. I mean, that is true. I am not a rich man and sort of dumb, and I know Neiman Marcus. Okay, so yeah. I did not know that. <laughs> <laughs> Neiman Marcus so is like an upscale department store. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's a very fancy department store. And if you were a rich man, you would know the name Neiman Marcus because it's rich. God, like that uh, song made me hate Gwen Stefani. I'm just gonna be honest with you. <laughs> That's this time. That's this time period. This is like th- within a year of I this. Know. Gwen Stefani really needs her band, no doubt. That is true. I, I mean, here's the thing. Don't get me wrong. That solo album, her first one, is actually pretty fun. There's some fun shit on there, but I do prefer her with no doubt. Yeah, yeah Ain't No Hollow That Girl. Wasn't that on her solo one? That was, and that played at, so I've been to two weddings that's in a week. That's a pretty big banger right there. And and they played it at the first one, and uh, God love my sister's fiance, he has not been to a ton of weddings, and he has better musical taste than all of us. <laughs> and so we're like, Ain't No Hollow That, and he's like, do people like these songs? Like He's like, I thought we made fun of these songs. And I was like, we did, but it's a wedding. And so they're just going to play the things that we all know how to scream together. Yeah. Now go sit down and, and drink the free booze while we scream Hollaback Girl and Superman that hoe. Like, just let yeah. us do. God help you if they play all the small things. They did play all the small things. <laughs> I knew it, Paige. I knew it. You got to be out on the dance floor for the work sucks. I know. Yeah. <laughs> like, this shit is bananas. B-A-N-A-N-A-N-A-S. They also played Fergalicious, so you have to spell tasty wrong. It's like the, the T to the A. To the S-T-E-Y, girl, you tasty. Yeah, hit a Fergie. God, I never listened to a Black Eyed Peas song and thought to myself, this is good for society. No, but it's great for (laughs) weddings, and that's what's important. And what's good for weddings is good for society, Todd. No, it's definitely not, but it is good for weddings. (laughs) I mean, that's the only time you'll find me dancing to the Black Eyed Peas, and I definitely will dance to the Black Eyed Peas at a wedding. Yeah, 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 and just lime in the middle of it. For no reason. They know their market. (laughs) <laughs> it's what it is. Yeah. Anyway, so they essentially convince Kelly Clarkson to drive 
with them or to drive them to spring break so they can all go. Yeah. One of her friend and I didn't learn anybody's names. It's like Alexa, Kelly, and then Kira, I think is the other friend. Kai. Kai is the other friend. I didn't learn anyone's names except Justin and Kelly. And because they're in the tit- the title and they're actual names. But yeah, it's Kaya. K-A-Y-A. Kaya. Yeah. Kaya has tattoo sleeves on her shirts. I know. On, in this scene, I don't know if you remember those, but I was like, I do. <gasps> A relic from the past. At first, I was like, "Oh, damn! She's got two sleeves. That's like really edgy <laughs> for 2003." And then, and then the next scene, she was like wearing a different shirt, and I was like, "Oh, it was one of those shirts that people had." Yes. Okay. Cool, 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 cool. Cool. Forgot cool, about cool, those. Cool. So we jump into the credits. Over the credits is a cover of the Go Go's "Vacation," sung yes. by Kelly Clarkson. Which this is the one song that I was like, "Oh, I kind this is this is a good cover. I would listen to this." Well, because it's virtually the same song. It's just Kelly Clarkson singing it, and she's. A great singer. Yeah, it's just Kelly Clarkson. Yeah. I didn't like any of the songs. I mean, the credits were way too long. Like, they were three minutes or whatever. They were also full. Like, I was baffled at how low rent these credits are because it is stock beach footage with someone just like yeah. using it. Looked like they made them an Apple iMovie, just typing credits over it was bonkers to me how bad these credits are that was like pretty big software back then though that's like it was like revolutionary it wasn't because at the time i was in school and the art classes at my school allowed me to learn some video production stuff oh that's cool we we had iMovie and then we like raised money or my like my teacher did some something i don't know how he convinced people to pay for it where he got us the first version of final cut pro nice okay cool and had me and a couple other people install it. So we then learned on Final Cut Pro. And we could have made way better credits oh, yeah. <laughs> as high school students than the credits in this movie. What is that line in Love, Simon? Like, this doesn't even look like a talented fourth grader did it. <laughs> yeah, this is like deeply a deeply average fourth, gra- yeah. fourth grader. Deeply <laughs> average. That's what it was. Yeah. It definitely looks like a deeply average fourth grader put these credits together. Yeah. They're so crazy. And then uh, it listed out the screenwriter, a uh, person named Kim Fuller. Now, Kim Fuller is a man. And I was like, what else did he write? Uh, He wrote Spice World. Oh, shit. Spice World. And he also wrote almost, he writes a lot of TV stuff, but he wrote almost the entirety of S Club 7 for TV. I don't know if you guys are, you might be slightly too old for S Club. Ain't no party like an S Club party. Show you how. Everybody get down tonight. It's basically just seven hot British people. Uh, trying to live in an apartment. <laughs> Just one apartment? No, it was like a music... So they were a music group from the UK. Okay. And I'm sure they had a UK show as well, but the one that was here in, in the States was literally them constantly being poor, working menial jobs, and like, you know, switcheroo, who's in love with who, who's meeting people, who's all the... It's basically this movie, but better, and in an episodic version. And then throughout the TV show, they would sing their own songs because they already had a catalog of like two or three albums. Oh, cool. And so they would sing their songs through the movie or like, or through the show and like introduce new songs. That sounds very Flight of the Concords to me. It's the the pop tween version of Flight of the Concords because Flight of the Concords does it perfectly and does it really well. (laughs) This did not. Like, I'm sure if we went back and watched it, it would not hold up. But my sister and I used to watch S Club 7 all the time because uh, it was on like Saturday mornings or something like that. Uh, but that's S Club 7. So he also is responsible for that. Basically, if you go through his IMDb, it's like a who's who of 
stuff like this. And Simon Cowell, I think, also had his fingers in S Club a bit. So, like, I think he probably was a producing partner with Simon. That wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. But he's written recently, he's written a bunch of, like, comedy shows. Like, but, like, comedy, like, award shows or documentaries or whatever. Like, he did the Red Nose Society thing from, like, five years ago. Okay. So he's still working. Uh, he's just not doing stuff like this. But at this point in his career, he was doing aggressively all of this. Like, anything like this movie that came out at the time, he probably wrote, including Spice World. One of my best friends loves the Spice Girls and, by extension, Spice World. Spice World is a crazy movie. Uh, it's not really a romantic comedy, so I, I don't think we can justify doing it. No. I would argue it's better than this, but only because the Spice Girls have so much natural charisma as a group. Yeah. Uh, because the movie itself is terrible. <laughs> like, it makes no sense. Yeah, I always struggle to find, like, where does it fit into the Dune, like, Arrakis saga? Like, right. is it a prequel? Like, where does right. it fit in? Well, uh, fun fact, uh, the pi the pigtails on Baby Spice's head are actually dead sandworms <laughs> that she has attached there. Uh, so that's like the only hint to it. It's very, very subtle. Yeah. It's it's kind of like Thor Ragnarok in which it's like part of the universe, but it definitely kind of like took it and made its own thing. I'm excited for new Thor, though. That's going to be fucking rad. I saw a trailer for it yesterday uh, when I went to see the new Top Gun movie and it does look pretty good. How was the new Top Gun? I loved it. Although it's not it's really, good. it is yeah. what you would expect a Top Gun sequel to be. Like it's everything you want a Top Gun sequel to be and it's nothing that it shouldn't be. I'm lukewarm on the original Top Gun. Like I know it's good. I just don't care about it that much. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm just like, it's fine. It's, I know it's a good movie. It's just not a movie that touches me personally. Hot take. Sure. Days of Thunder is better than Top Gun. Mikey, that is the smartest thing you've ever said. <laughs> Thank you. Thank Cole Trickham is a character who should go down in history. Cole Trickle, yes, is. Whatever. It's not Trickham. He's not a magician. I'm sorry. I haven't watched it recently. It's I haven't Pokemon. either. It's not Ash, <laughs> Ash Ketchum. But I should. Oh, honestly, Mikey, it is a rom-com. I mean, not it really. is a romance. He falls in love with the spinal surgeon. With his wife at the time. No, no, they met on set, I thought. Oh, I thought they met on Far and Away. No, Far and Away they did after. Oh, okay. So I just have it mixed up. So, okay, we, that makes Well, sense. we should watch Far and Away. Oh, I love Far and Away. Watching a five foot four Tom Cruise box like old school <laughs> is so funny to me. They had to find like beefy <laughs> dudes that were like around his size. And that's hilarious. Just create like a whole thing of Apple boxes. Yeah. <laughs> side conversation. Tom Cruise. I mean, there's no no argument that he is weird yes. and like has mm -hmm. a lot of things in his life that bring him down. Yes. His charisma like still makes him successful. Yeah. So like what would peak Tom Cruise look like if he was still oh. this charismatic without any sort of personal weirdness? You mean if he was fully clear at his operating Thetan level eight? Like if Tom Cruise had never been seduced into Scientology? Yeah. Yeah. Like would he be just unstoppable because everyone would be in love with him? Yeah, probably. Maybe. Or uh, I, I have to be careful the way I say this. So Scientology puts so much effort into him. Yeah. They, they run his life. But they also, when he was younger, were very like Scientology is a lot about discipline and they use it to keep people down a hundred percent. That's why they're evil. Uh -huh. But in doing that, the people that they want to raise up, they really do help elevate. Yeah. And so I think in some cases, the reason that Tom Cruise is where he is, is because of Scientology to a degree. 
because he is absolutely talented and would have probably at minimum been very very famous without them but i think the like cachet he has and the money power he has in hollywood is tied to scientology which is probably why he'll never leave but anyway i have a confession to make i'm your fool no what one time many years ago not many years ago but like a few years back i had a one night stand uh-huh. with a recently ex-scientologist i remember this mikey oh no. did i talk about it already you told me about it i don't think you've talked about I it don't on a podcast. i don't know about this <laughs> yeah i don't think you talked about it on a podcast i feel bad for that lady for a lot of reasons not just you that's so hurtful not not no. you the scientology part <laughs> oh yeah with mikey was the first time she had ever gone completely clear <laughs> she was like oh i didn't think women could experience that i thought it was a myth i'm so full of your thetans i got done i was like i just put my aliens in you <laughs> <laughs> how how recently was she out like a month which oh, caused no. some issues that's bad i mean that's not bad congrats to her for getting out i hope she stayed out yeah she was like her her whole family left at the same time okay then she probably stayed mm-hmm. out hopefully fingers crossed here's the crazy thing that they do when you leave is that they charge you for every service they've ever provided you they consider it debt that you have to pay back to them just like my old gym <laughs> Uh, yeah, it is kind of like a joke. Leaving Scientology is a lot like trying to cancel your Planet Fitness membership. I've always yeah. said it. I can't. I am still a Planet Fitness member, and I it's tied to my checking account, and I don't know how to. That's Scientology, and they will yeah. they will just try to charge you. Have y'all ever gotten so backwards, like messed up on your finances, where you're like, I'm just going to lose my debit card and everything will cancel that I don't need and then I'll start over again. Oh, you mean like that time I showed my debit card on stream and everyone in the world saw my credit card number and expiration date and like CID number? Yeah, I've been through that, Mikey, because I'm an idiot. I'm so glad that like the number of times I've watched you you Twitch stream is twice and half of them you've done that. Yeah. And we were like, we're going to Twitch stream more. And then that happened. You're like, I don't know, man. I just like podcasts. (laughs) (laughs) I honestly would stream every day if I had time. I love it. It was so much fun. I just don't have time. I'm so busy. Do you guys, and I realize the answer really is no, but do you guys want to get back into this movie? The girl didn't return my phone calls because I told her I was part of the Seaman org, Seaman org. It's the Sea Org, Mikey. I know, but like, Seaman, you know, you get it. Oh, I get it. And so did L. Ron Hubbard. And that's why there's a dark history in the. I don't want to. Paige, stop ruining my joke. Oh, you mean like there are 99 year lifelong contracts? That 99 you have to years? Sign? No, it's a, it's a billion year contract. Oh, that's what it is. That's what it is. It's, 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 it's it is, your yeah. subsequent lives as well. Yeah. Oh, like American Idol. Yeah, exactly <laughs> like American Idol. That's why they were sorry for 2004, because that's just the beginning of your contract. Okay, okay, okay. I was wrong. Let's go back to the movie. <laughs> so are we still in the bar? And then like they're talking about the plane getting... No, ca- they, like- they, they've just gotten to spring break. Okay. There's not one alcoholic drink in this movie. They're no, drinking there, there the are. entire they're, movie. They're drinking the entire movie. Did you see any beer cans in the background of any of these scenes? Yeah, but also he drinks like a full pint, like in a, like a draft glass. And then they're all drinking like fruity, bullshit, hypnotic drinks because that was the drink of the day. And that's why all of the drinks are blue. Because hypnotic was still popular and everyone was drinking adios motherfuckers. <laughs> okay. I only know because four years later when I got to college, it had made its way to like college level at the frat house that people were making adioses. All right. So they're buying a bunch of blue curacao at Costco. Anyway. <laughs> So we meet our group of guys, which is the strangest group 
of three people that are somehow also friends that I've ever seen. Um, and they are party promoters yes. while still being in college. Um, we have Justin, who has no discernible character traits. Uh, we have his friend, who is a ladies' man, who looked so familiar, I couldn't figure out what else I'd seen him in. And I looked him up, and now he's like an artist. He like He's a painter, and his art's really good. Really? <laughs> I was like, I was like, good for you, dude. Man, I'm glad he found his skill set because acting wasn't it. It was not it. It was not it. I was like, I'm glad. I'm glad you moved on to to bigger, better things. Yeah. And then their third friend is Nerd101. His name is Eddie. Eddie is Eddie. I didn't. I learned no one's names. How did you learn their names? Because I'm looking at IMDb. I did not uh-huh. learn their names watching okay. this movie. No, they never use names in the thing except Justin and Kelly. Like everyone else is like unnamed. Yes, right. But Eddie is the sort of nerd who's been talking online with the woman for a whole year. And right. when they meet up at the very, very end, she's talking to him about talking to him for a year online and doesn't realize that that is him. Right. Which is insane because she knows what he looks like. We see her with a picture of him. They've sent each other photos. He's yeah. wearing a hat. And he got a tan. OK, sunburn. He got a sunburn. Remember to wear your sunscreen. I really hated that she didn't recognize him. I was like, we saw you. Three times in this movie, in all of those times, you were holding a picture of him. Yeah. But it was like a headshot. It wasn't like a photo you would actually send somebody you've been talking to online. It would have been way funnier if it was like a school photo, but like (laughs) the kind we used to take, like Olin Mills, just like. Yeah. Or like glamour shots. Back when I was catfishing on AOL, I would only send my professional headshots. I mean, I use my professional headshot for almost everything, and it's the picture they use at work, like my day job. And everyone's always like, why is your picture so nice? <laughs> and I'm just like, that is my headshot from six years ago. Thank you. Paige, hang on I'm one beautiful. second. I have to unpack something. Mikey, you said when you catfish people, you would send them your professional headshot. That's not catfishing. Wait, wait. Are you pretending not to be you? And then you send them a picture of you to, like, throw them off? I think... You're talking about the wrong headshot. You had a professional photographer come and like snap your tip. What's wrong with having a boudoir shot? A boudoir. <laughs> a boudoir? A, a boudoir shot is when you're, it's like very hick themed. You're wearing a straw hat and nothing else and holding a Budweiser. You, you're just holding cans of Bun Light in front of your nipples. <laughs> so I wasn't, but my penis was wearing a straw hat with a corn cob pipe. Where was the corn cob pipe? Todd, you know, don't ask that Todd, question. Come on. I don't really like sounding jokes we're gonna have to move on (laughs) (laughs) you don't like the sound of them (laughs) no i don't i oh i don't get it and honestly since i watched the first episode of the most recent season of boys i there's no way i'm ever gonna try that (laughs) oh yeah because that guy exploded (laughs) that's not for me that's so crazy anyway so they're club promoters and they have a whipped cream bikini contest and they are the pennsylvania posse and i'm like that's the worst name for a group ever yeah. and then they're like their promoter name is like br and j brandon and justin basically yes but this whole conversation is just like he's been cyber chatting the other guy is a womanizer well it seems like justin and brandon are both womanizers like they're both we yeah. got a new woman every night which we never see any of them with a different woman 
And Elliot is very much like, well, I just want to be committed to one woman that I've only talked to online, which right. is fine. But like it was 2003 and online dating was more like fodder for jokes back then. Yeah. My headcanon is that these were theater kids on spring break saying like, oh, yeah, just like back home. We hook up every night. And I'm like, OK. Yeah. Uh, the person I hook up with is from Canada. You don't know her. She, we met at song and dance camp. <laughs> song and dance camp. Anyway, so they then make their way to what I think is supposed to be like the MTV main stage for spring break because that's like where you would go except this is the smallest spring break ever I was like 40 people in attendance I was watching it and I was like there were more people at our cult podcast panel at RTX yesterday than there are in this scene as extras but then even funnier because this is our first song where Justin and Kelly kind of like see each other and dance around each other but if you look only like Half the extras are doing the dance. The rest are in a circle around them just watching. Or they're just standing there dancing completely differently. Yeah. And I was tr- I was wrecking my head. I was like, this is a musical. Why isn't everybody doing the dance? Like, what's wrong? And I realized, I was like, they could probably only afford to teach so many people the dance. And that's who's dancing. Yeah. And then everyone else is just an extra. That's not true, Paige. Because in the Super Mario Brothers movie. Wow. Uh-huh. That there's like a hundred extras and they all do the dinosaur. Yeah, I know. That's how it should be. That's the correct mm-hmm. way to do this. That's my that's the only musical movie I like. Mikey, I believe they walk the dinosaur, right? Everybody walk the dinosaur. The dinosaur. Yeah. <laughs> they taught the Goombas to dance. They taught they the people to dance. Yeah. It's a great uniter. In She's All That, where they had that one musical number at the end hosted by Usher, yeah. where he's like, split the Red Sea, and everyone knows the dance. Yeah. I, w- I was expecting that, where suddenly everyone knows it and everyone's doing the dance. No. it This is half ass. Which I think is disturbing, because it means that in this universe, the musical moments are actually happening, right? right. It's not like some fever dream inside someone's head or whatever. Which is worse for the rest of the movie and the way they treat music in the rest of the movie. I completely agree, but it's weird to me that, like, they had to then teach, like, in the in the realm of this movie, they would have had to teach those people this dance. Right. And that is wild to me, you know? I, it's hard for me to suspend my disbelief around that when half the people are just like, what the fuck is happening? What is happening? What why is this weird flash mobs mob? a thing? Yeah. <laughs> it, why are they all using the same beach towel as capes? Uh, because there's a lot of beach towel caping. Although my favorite beach towel dance is when they had they literally the girls like between the legs the and they have like yeah, yeah, yeah like yeah, yeah, they yeah. like hammock the girl. They're like flipping them around like flapjacks. That was pretty cool. Yeah, I wish I was in this movie like how I was in spring break in college. So just passed out next. to <laughs> I know I didn't pass out, but I got very obnoxiously drunk a lot. Not all the time, but like I definitely would be throwing up while people were dancing around me. <laughs> that would be and hilarious. Like, you would just see one guy with like a funnel from like the top floor of the hotel balcony, and I'd be like, that <laughs> <laughs> And the amount of okay, how many conservatively, how many times was the phrase whipped cream bikini used in this film? 57,000 uh like so many it may be a full one-tenth of the script i think it was the original title of the film i think it's hilarious when we actually see those whipped cream bikinis they are fully just like bikinis that look more like clouds than whipped cream like they are clearly just wearing a garment that's supposed to look like whipped cream it's so funny they had a good opportunity to make an nc-17 musical here (laughs) um they're not remaking the wicker man here mikey yeah right (laughs) 
<laughs> I mean, uh, not another teen movie was already out where Chris Evans, Captain America, does like a whipped cream situation. They oh. could have done that. That movie is a perfect film. I, I do love not another TV. I've never seen it. <laughs> You've never seen it? No. I would love to, though. I just never I never got around to seeing it. Oh, it's a rom-com. It, I think it came out in high school. It was the perfect parody of like high school rom-coms of that era. Not another teen movie. You see, here's the thing: is like some of the the movies like that got terrible and they weren't as good. But not another teen movie is like one of the first ones where they like are really trying and they kind of make a hilariously good movie on its own that is also really great at parodying all of the other movies it's supposed to make fun of, like Hot Shots. Hot Shots. Uh, yeah, that's a good movie. Controversial statement. Hot Shots is better than Top Gun. <laughs> Honestly, Paige, I might agree with you on that. When he throws his dad's actual eyes into the ocean. Oh, my God. My shit. <laughs> it's so funny. When he pops that olive out of her belly button. Into her it. mouth. Oh, my God. He cooks eggs on her stomach. That's how hot she was, Mikey. That's how hot she was. Oh, I <laughs> and a good sequel too when he's riding the motorcycle and she's riding the horse and they keep yeah. one-upping the tricks that they're doing <laughs> yes it's yes. so dumb i gotta watch hot shots now fuck it's so funny <laughs> the sequel page is hot, hot shots part two and it just does rambo parodies at that point oh yeah. okay that might be worth it but yeah not another teen movie i almost want to show just the whipped cream scene to Todd so he can know what we're oh, talking about. I've seen about. that. Well, I've seen the reveal at least because it's a reaction gif on Twitter I see all the time. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's the reaction gif, but I don't, usually it doesn't include the second half. Anyway, so towel capes, terrible music, one of the worst dubs ever because it's clearly ADR, but they yes. cannot even lip sync their, their songs. Everything in this movie is bad. Anytime people's song I, I checked my phone i i'm sorry i you didn't missed do... nothing mikey you okay. missed nothing <laughs> i will say he missed nothing page but he also missed 60 percent of this movie yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> i know when we started recording i was like should i own up to the fact that i just watched that film and i feel like i didn't watch it at all well here's the thing normally in a musical when a song is happening they've blocked things out so that there's action happening at the time either people are dancing or they're moving through a scene and singing, or it's telling you story points that you need to know. And this movie does none of them. There are three different songs that are just duets between Justin and Kelly, where they are just singing two feet away from each other, looking in different directions. Yeah. No other blocking, no other anything. It is literally like you could completely check out and miss nothing, miss absolutely nothing. Page, they're falling in love, quote unquote, date when he takes her on the boat. They are yeah. singing to each other, quote unquote, but she is fully seven feet away from him at the front of the boat, looking off away from him and he's driving right. the boat and they're singing a duet together. Like it seemed like he was the help and she was having like some psychotic dream where she was singing to somebody. <laughs> it's like, yeah. none of it makes sense. Honestly, that sounds hotter. <laughs> At parties, they'll be walking and looking for each other and the camera will follow them. Yeah. So that means that even as a party is going on, we're not seeing any of it. We're just tracking on them and they're singing just like to each other, but not to each other in a duet. And it's we're missing the action going on in the scene. Yeah. So you're, it's very boring. This is actually a very boring movie. <laughs> yeah, incredibly boring. I didn't actively hate it because that would take emotion. And I, I got done <laughs> and I just felt like, 
nothing had happened to me. Right. I feel like this is a film that they would show in like Eurasia or another one of those fake countries from the book 1984. Like I was like, oh, this is what you would show a populace if you don't want them to like feel emotions or like understand what art is. Yeah, like in Gattaca where he doesn't take his pills. Yes. Yes, this is the perfect post-apocalyptic movie to show <laughs> your citizens. Yeah, I mean, I do feel like this is what they play in North Korea to make the North Koreans be like, we shouldn't go to America. It's a terrible place. <laughs> it's a terrible place. Yeah. It made me long for Barb and Star go to Vista Del Mar, uh, a similar beach musical that's so fun. Yeah, absolutely, Paige. It's a great version of this movie, yeah. Yep. Anyway, so after the dance, he moons the girls, the their friend who's super into who's the womanizer friend. Yeah, but why does he do that, Paige? Why does he at the end of his little shitty rap that he does feel like he needs to take his ass out? Like it, it's not even at all related to what he's saying. This is the early 2000s. That was like what guys did. I, I remember distinctly at the time many people mooning people back then. It does sort of feel like a high school thing to do. Yeah, it's just not going to get you a date. No offense, unless you've got an amazing butt. Well, you've only got three more days, and I do have an amazing butt. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) I've never seen Mikey be more confident than when he just said that. Like, no, my butt's awesome. All right. Uh, So a cop comes up and writes him a ticket. Oh, you mean Brandon's love interest in this movie? Yes. So dumb. It's, yeah. They go to their motel where I love that the guy shows in the room and he's like, no smoking, no drinking, no girls. And it's like, no girls. What are you talking about? This is spring break. You idiot. You know what's going on here. Right. And then Eddie is like, do you think they have high speed internet? And it's, wild because they're all having a conversation about kelly and how like like there's this one girl she's super special even though they literally didn't meet they just locked eyes they sort of danced around each other they danced near each other that's it (laughs) yeah that's it uh but eddie is like wandering around the room looking for the internet connection and pulls out the ethernet cord that's plugged into the phone the phone line and he's just like this phone doesn't even have buttons how am i going to connect and i'm like whoever wrote this does not understand the internet at all like I think they thought it was like the net where you could call in from a phone. (laughs) First off, love the net. It's a terrible movie, but I'm here for it. Or War Games. Is War Games the one where he hacks NORAD with a phone? I love that 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 movie is about there's a button in a Doom game that gives you access to everyone's information. Honestly, it is a very wild movie. You're right, Mikey. But it's not as good as this movie. <laughs> no, this movie is possibly the worst movie I've ever seen with my eyes. I can recount more of the plot of the net from never seeing it since the 90s than I can this movie that I watched an hour ago. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it just kept making me wish I was watching other movies, including The Room, because at one point I was like, this is as bad as The Room, but The Room is more fun. I thought I was missing scenes because no. I was like, well, why does he like her? They have not talked or kissed yeah. or had chemistry. I don't know. I honestly thought Justin was into Brandon. <laughs> honestly, I'm here for that movie. Fire Island Part 2. <laughs> Justin's parents need to give him like better texting rates on his phone because like you should be able to spell out your name and not worry about oh it. Oh my lord. The abbreviations in the text. It was as bad. It's worse than the one in... Scott Pilgrim with the like, OMFG, young Neil, you're so hot with like a bunch of T's because it's like not even spelling words. It's just like letter, 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 love, exclamation. And I'm like, 
I can barely read this. And I texted with a Nokia brick phone at the time. <laughs> I did too. And I spelled stuff out. Same. I got real fast at it. I had the same exact phone as Brandon. And I actually had the same phone case too. Oh, which was wow. blowing my mind. Because at one point he had like the Hawaiian flower phone case. I was like, oh, I had that phone case. Although that doesn't surprise me too much. Because at the time in 2003, there were like eight types of cell phones. And mm-hmm. probably... Two types of cases that go with each of those cell phones. Well, first off, that was the best cell phone at the time. Let's, sure. Let's, yeah, the Nokia brick. You can yeah. play Snake mm-hmm. on it. But also, yeah. they had like hundreds of thousands of cases. And for her to have the same case, that's a big deal. Sure. Yeah, it's fate or whatever. It mm-hmm. is fate. Uh, it's because <laughs> appropriating Hawaiian stuff was super cool at the time. And there's not enough puka shells in this movie to prove it. There's not enough puka shells for spring break. There's not enough pu- puking people. There's not enough. I mean, like, this is not real spring break. I mean, it's not. This is an American idol version of spring break they filmed in december the the first spring break i went on i got i got back and i was like i feel like i wasn't a good person on that trip and i did not like it wait did you actually go to like spring break with like groups of friends in college like this yeah Oh, wild. I never did that. I never had any desire. You never had 12 college kids sharing like a two-bedroom condo? No. It's the worst. Yeah, it it never sounded like a good time to me. I I fucking, I don't even know if I was invited. I can't remember. But I would not have gone if I was invited. It seems terrible. And it's not like I did anything bad. It's just like, it's just like a week of binge drinking. Yeah. Yeah. And like by day three, I was like, my soul hurts. (laughs) (laughs) I went with a group of people and it was like mixed it was like my friend, his girlfriend, all her friends and our friends. And we all went together. And like one night this girl like comes back or the next day she's like, I don't know what happened last night. I hope I hope I wasn't like attacked or anything. And I was like, oh, God, she was like very nonchalant about it. And I was like, why? Don't, why? I'm scared. You're like, I'm not a therapist yet. Yeah. Are you from the future? <laughs> I, was like, I was like, oh, my God, maybe you should take it easy today. Yeah. No, I'm we gotta go out there hit it hard i was like what's wrong with everyone did you ever go back mikey did you only do it once no i did it like four times <laughs> i went to mardi gras twice as well which oh my was god so i like how i just asked mikey did you learn from your mistakes he's like no i absolutely did not learn from my mistake yeah younger mikey was much easier much more easily peer pressured and then like every once in a while i'll just be like i'm staying in my dorm today and people be like he's got such a weird attitude sometimes and i'm just like ugh. I'm sure that's how people thought I was, but I didn't drink. Like when they, when I would get invited, I did get invited to go to Mar- Mardi Gras two times and I, I never went because there's nothing for me there. Like I don't drink. I don't want to hang out with a thousand other people on a crowded street. It seems terrible. Yeah, it's hot. Yeah, none of that seems fun. Like I went to Pride two weeks ago here and it was awesome, but it was so hot outside and there were so many people there. So like it was fun, but like I wouldn't want to do that every day Like for spring break. Do that seven days in a row. That seems terrible. Well, you're on a beach. Like a beach is better. You can swim and stuff. Yeah. See, I don't like the beach. Yeah, I'm not a big beach or a person. Pool. I'm a big pool party guy. I get down Yeah, the, the pool. pool would be more fun. Yeah. yeah. I am scared of the beach because we just watched Jaws 3D and I'm scared that that's going to happen next time I go to a landlocked water park. <laughs> don't worry. It'll be super slow. You'll get a chance to run away for a long time. <laughs> I have straight up been drunk in ocean and seen a shark swim near me and I ran out with a drink in hand. And I was- <laughs> oh, my God. I love that your first reaction was I got to save this drink. No, yeah. I mean, it was in my hand. I'm not. And then my, my mom and brothers were like, what are you doing? I'm like, there's a shark. <laughs> I left them in there. <laughs> Meanwhile, it's just a dolphin and Mikey's just fully shit faced. Like, yeah, it's just a boogie board that floated too close to you. <laughs> Getting shit faced and swimming with dolphins is on my bucket list. 
<laughs> you gotta go to Hawaii for that. Yeah, bro. That's where they get the dolphin shit face to swim with you. <laughs> There's there are <laughs> hotels that offer it specifically. Man, drinking with dolphins. That's the only thing I've ever thought that Aquaman would do that would be cool. <laughs> so we basically get a glimpse of the girls and their hotel, which is much nicer, and that they want to get into the best parties and meet the hottest guys. So we cut to essentially a BR and J party, I guess. Where it's like a pre-party where people are trying to get wristbands to get into like the next party. It's this whole thing. And there's like a tap dancer and a break dancer. I thought that was so funny. Oh, this party's got everything from tap <laughs> a dancing tap dancer, a break, break dancer. Dan- I'm like, uh, where are the girls and yeah. the alcohol? <laughs> well, this is the one where they spend, they're like looking for each other at the party, singing about each other and the strong feelings they have when they've like not, not actually met. They've not really ever talked. Like, I think they sang yeah. something like they sang like a line to each other in that first song. Right. But they, they haven't hung out. Like, he right. just knows she's ex- she exists. I don't know. This whole plot was so terrible and like all over the place. I didn't even try and follow it, really. Yeah, it's ridiculous. So Alexa finds out that Justin has the wristbands that allow them to like skip the line to get into the party. And she does the yeah. dumbest shit ever. Where she steals them and then announces that she has them. So everyone tackles her yeah. and they don't get any. And then she holds up her last one and goes, I have one left. And yeah, then someone and steals it. Like, wh- yeah. why don't just shut up, Alexa? Shut up. Alexa, stop. <laughs> <laughs> Alexa, buy more wristbands. <laughs> we're going to get so many angry emails from people who are like, uh, my, my uh, Amazon bought a shitload of armbands because of you guys. Alexa, give me directions to spring break. Alexa, play Vacation by the Go-Go's. So he goes and hides in the bathroom to escape all the girls. And Kelly's in there. And she's like, hi, my name's Kelly for short. And I was like, short for what? (laughs) Like, Kelly's the whole name. Oh, it's because he had said, hey, strange lady that's hanging out in the bathroom or whatever. And it's supposed to be like a play on that. But it's not a good joke. No, it does not land at all. I had to rewind it and watch it again because I was like, I don't understand what the fuck is happening here. And then when I realized that that was what it was, I was like, oh, what's happening here is terrible writing. The only joke that lands is when somebody calls Justin Sideshow Bob. Yes. Ah! That actually does land quite well. But because his hair is very, like, curly and frizzy, you know? And he's also obsessed (laughs) with someone. And Sideshow Bob is also an excellent singer. So it all adds up. The captain of the pinafore. I love it so much. Anyway, she helps him get out the window. And then she writes her number on a paper towel with lipstick, which, by the way, would have smudged regardless of whether or not it fell in the puddle. But then she throws it and it falls in a puddle. So he doesn't have her number. She throws it directly in the puddle. And he, like grabs it sees that the number like sort of washed out enough that you can't make out what it is but then right. they have an exchange from her looking out the window and you're like just tell her you can't read it and she'll give it to you again that's it. i was yeah. so kelly i can't read <laughs> <laughs> i never learned to read lipstick <laughs> we're like over halfway through this movie already I know. I mean, good, because we've been talking for an hour and 20 minutes about it. Yeah. So we cut to Kaya, who has spilled punch on her outfit. 
Yeah. And a waiter helps her get the stain out. Oh, I think you mean a waiter molests her off camera during this scene because she spills her drink on her crotch and then right. he goes and gets a rag and he is cleaning up her crotch. I mean, <laughs> you clean up my crotch. He's the hottest guy in this movie. I mean, he was a handsome devil. And honestly, yeah. I do feel like his date is the best date that anyone goes on in this because he's like a local. His date is... Dirty Dancing Havana Nights in the middle of this movie. Yeah. And I thought for sure, I was like, did this movie copy Dirty Dancing Havana Nights, which we should also do on this show? It is not a musical. We have to do the original. Yeah. We have to do the original for sure. Uh, But Dirty Dancing Havana Nights has very similar salsa dancing scenes with way more chemistry. Oh, yeah. And I was like, were they copying this? But Dirty Dancing Havana Nights actually came out the next year. I looked it up. Oh, wow. I will say that I do think Kaya and the guy whose name I can't remember have the most... Yeah, Carlos, have the most chemistry in this at a whopping zero chemistry. Everyone else has negative chemistry. Yeah, and and I do think he's definitely the most attractive man in this movie. However, his facial hair does not suit his face, but it was popular for the time. Yes, I had a goatee shortly after this time period, and I am forever ashamed of it. Yeah, we all are. So we cut to a cabana where Alexa sits down next to Justin and Justin's like, hey, I need Kelly's number because like she said she gave it to me, but I lost it. And Alexa's like, why would you be interested in Kelly? When you can have this. You can have all this and a side of chips. The chips are delicious. Chips are delicious. So she gives him her number, but says that it's Kelly's. Yeah, exactly. Which is a huge dick move. Oh, crazy. Uh, But then we see the first text from Justin, which is the I owe you a burger text, which is like I space O space U space A space B R G R love Justin. And you're just like, what are you saying? It's okay, though, because Kelly runs it through her Enigma machine. Yeah. Thank God they had Benedict Cumberbatch to to make the uh, code breaking machine so she could read it. Also, at this point in time, Benedict Cumberbatch was busy making a little movie called Atonement oh, or about to make a movie called Atonement. Such a oh, terrible God. movie. But that sex scene with James McAvoy and Kira Knightley in the library, though. Oof. That's my favorite version of Clue. <laughs> <laughs> it was James McAvoy in the library <laughs> with his dick. <laughs> oh, man. That gorgeous green dress. Anyway. Well, green and with little white spots on it. Aftermath, you know. Aftermath. (laughs) Uh, So Alexa's a villain. And we cut to later where Kelly's like, I don't know why Justin hasn't called me. Like, I gave him the number and whatever. And Alexa's like, I don't know. Maybe you should start looking at other guys. Like, because I'm a villain. Kaya comes back to the waiter and gives him her number. And he's like, I think the college dudes are more your speed. And she's like, no, you're more my speed. And he's like, all right. Let's have Dirty Dancing Havana Nights in the middle of this movie. And so they go salsa dancing. They do. I do like how when she's giving him her number, he's like, maybe you should hang out with like people who are like more into partying and like the college scene that you're like clearly in. And she's like, no, but I'm super into you. And he goes, all right, well, I'm free tonight. Let's do this. Like it, 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 like, it like turns on its head. I was like, what is happening? Okay. Because he's a 40 year old man who's like, oh, okay, this spring break yeah. chick wants to hang out. I mean, I don't think he's that old. He conservatively looks early 30s at least yeah but i mean she's probably 21 22 yeah 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 Yeah, she's definitely legal (laughs) yeah she's legal she's legal she's at least legal yeah i don't think he's like doing anything bad i technically but like oh y'all hate me when i do this but you're gonna have to defend this guy well you're not in your early 30s and oh yeah wow 
Yeah, you old. Wow. Have either of you been salsa dancing like this? Yes. Yeah. I took a 20-year-old last week. Mikey. That's a joke. That's a joke. <laughs> See? This is hypocritical. It's not hypocritical. Mikey, you, you should not date someone who's 20 years old. She got me fired from my <laughs> restaurant job. <laughs> that was his fault. I will say that. He invited his, like, not girlfriend, but this girl he's seeing to, like, behind like the scenes at his like restaurant job yeah, like, just to stand around while he works and distract him like he should have gotten fired like that's his fault yeah you can only do that if you're working at a tropical sun <laughs> or any retail store uh anyway so we cut to justin and his friends and he's like i don't know why kelly hasn't texted me back she's blowing me off Meanwhile, Alexa's phone is going off nonstop and it's Justin trying to meet up with Kelly. So she doesn't tell Kelly any of this because she's a villain and she has entered Kelly into the whipped cream bikini contest to try and get her out of her comfort zone. And that's when Kelly realizes that Justin is one of the judges. Get naked in front of strangers. You need to get out of your comfort zone. When they take her to the bikini contest or whatever, the whipped cream bikini contest, like they push her into two big like bouncer dudes arms and they pick her up and carry her to the stage under protest. I was like, what? She clearly doesn't want to participate. You can't make Uh, someone get naked and spray whipped cream on themselves. I've tried. (laughs) This is spring break 02. So... We've come a long way as a society. Oh, yeah. Mikey, what was spring break like? Well, I guess you went spring break after this. Like, you weren't there in 02. Yeah, I was in there in 03. I'm just telling you that that is not a place I would, if I had children, I would want them to go. Spring break? Of course not. Yeah, that's terrible. There's nothing going on at spring break that anybody needs. I mean, I like whipped cream, though. I don't need it. I, I don't need it in bikini form, just in general. I was once at a Sweet CC's with a friend of mine. It's a frozen yogurt place, Paige. Okay, thank you. I was like, no, I have no idea what you're fucking talking about. It's a local frozen yogurt store. No, they have them in San Diego, too. I, yeah, I've, never, I've yeah. never seen one. So it's like a frozen yogurt place, right? But they weigh it. Before you pay, like you pay based on weight. Yeah, like a pink berry. It's just like a pink berry. Yeah. So like instead of oh, so I was so I was standing in line with my friend Jeff, and I like picked up the whipped cream, and I was like, whipped cream's super light, and I put a little bit on mine, and then put it down, and the lady in front of us was like, oh yeah, it is, and then she proceeded to pour the whole can of whipped cream on top of her already <laughs> piled on ice cream. I was like. All right. And I feel like I had like given this woman a whipped cream loophole. I'm sorry. Did you just say whipped cream loophole? Loophole, not lube. No, I heard lube hole. Oh, God. Let me clarify, because I may have said lube hole. I don't <laughs> think she got all that whipped cream to lube any holes. Did you find the pink berry? I think she took it home and like <laughs> scooped it into her freezer. <laughs> Mikey, you might be right. If she needed the whipped cream lube hole, it might have been for her pink berry. Yeah. Or her yogurt land. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember Gogurt? Yeah. Yeah, they still make it. I don't really like what Gogurt's teaching people. It's not for teaching me. Teaching people? What is it teaching people? <laughs> well, you take this tube of gross liquid and you squirt it into your mouth. You don't like that people are learning that? Oh, no, 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 no. I like that people are learning it. I don't like learning it. Oh, you're weird. I do not have a- <laughs> Mikey loves the snowball. I was like, yogurt on the go? What am I going to do next? Eat carrots when I'm out? (laughs) When do you eat carrots? I don't want healthy snacks on the go. You want a salted caramel Twix king size to go. Left. The left side. Oh, I thought you meant like to go left. I was like, well, what do you do to go right? (laughs) 
You can't go right. I'm like that guy. You mean Zoolander. The movie (laughs) is the guy's name. You may as well have just said the guy from Zoolander. You know, that guy that drinks the orange mocha frappuccinos. And gets in gasoline fights. Can't do gasoline fights now. It's too high. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, she grabs a can of whipped cream and sprays him and walks off down the beach. And he has to like follow her there. I wrote you text messages every day. Every day for a week. (laughs) That's how I am dating now. I'm like, you want to hang out now? I text you four days in a row. (laughs) It's not over. It's never been over. What blew my mind is that he is like, did you get my messages? And she's just like, what messages? And he doesn't ask any questions about it. Yeah, there's no follow-up because immediately that would have cleared up the problem and it would have, like, this movie would have been 38 minutes long. Yeah, we do get a brief interlude of Eddie trying to meet the girl from online getting dragged into a volleyball game with the second hottest guy in this movie. Uh, and it's just a <laughs> volleyball man. And his quote-unquote girl that he met online is also there with the picture looking for him. Not looking, right. just looking straight straight ahead because if she would have looked to the left she would have fucking saw him that's true yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. yep so kelly gets a cheeseburger and he accidentally dumps hot sauce on her oh my god but she's which would have hurt like a bitch it's my go-to move dumping hot sauce on them yeah it'll burn your skin a little bit it's like not good especially in a swimsuit risky if you like skin irritation, I'm the guy for you. Oh, no. What are you going to do to them? Nothing but those friction burns that we <laughs> used to call something else, but we shouldn't because it's like. What do they, what do they call them now? I just friction burns, but bring your back. Crisscross second degree burns. <laughs> so they agree to meet at four and he's like, we're still on for four. And she's like, still on. And again, nobody asks any questions. Right. We cut back to the bikini contest where they've made a bunch of money, but the officer shows up and writes them a ticket because they didn't have an event permit. We cut to Justin and Kelly go to the marina and they go on a boat. And this is where for a full three plus minutes, they just sing while looking in different directions on a boat. It's bonkers, man. So this is the scene where they fell in love because I thought they were still fighting in this scene. And they were their faces are emotionless, emotionless. For people who sing with a lot of emotion, just flat. Yeah. But Mikey, to your point, they are sort of fighting in this scene, but they also fall in love at some point. I mean, there is no scene that indicates that they are in love ever. They do say that they are, but they definitely aren't. Yeah, they've barely met. And this song is supposed to be their, like, something there from Beauty and the Beast. The, like, but now he's sweet and almost kind. And you're just like, no, there's nothing. No. Yeah, he didn't buy her a library. Yeah, he didn't buy her a library and dresses and save her from wolves. Or kidnap her for a year. A year. Can you imagine spending every day with someone for a year? Yes. I had to do it for two and a half years. We were trapped inside. I did it alone. I've honestly rather enjoyed that part of the pandemic. Honestly, we made, we made a lot of bread. Yeah. It must be nice to have significant others instead of significant problems. <laughs> <laughs> it is pretty great, Mikey. I'm very sorry you're uh, struggling in that department. No, no, no. I loved working 10-hour days for like two years in a row. Hear me out, though. Here's what I want you to do to prepare for next week to make your life better. Okay. I want you to kidnap somebody for a year. Oh, no. This is terrible <laughs> advice. <laughs> I'd have to keep them in this guest room. Yes. And then choke slam them into the shower. Yeah. So you got to make sure your shower is big enough for the choking. You need a shower roughly the size of a bedroom. (laughs) That's going to be so much money to expand the house. I know, but it's worth it. Do you want a soulmate or not? Yeah. You also need a yacht. (laughs) 
<laughs> God dang it. Can I just get rich? You have, to, you have to add an addition onto your house that's as big as your house, but it's just a shower just and a buy shower. a yacht in a landlocked state. Yeah. I hire a contractor to make me a secure bathroom where I can kidnap someone and also keep them there for a year. And they're going to be like, oh, cool. How does that phone call go to the contractor? What are you building? I'm building a 2,000 square foot shower for what? Kidnapping. All right. So here's your quote. <laughs> if there's one thing I know about contractors, they don't give a fuck. They no, like, they don't. Okay. That's why I said, okay, here's your quote. Like immediately they would be like, oh yeah, I can build that. Yeah. But it's going to be like, you're like your budget's a little low. You're gonna need some more money. Kick some more money in for that. Yeah, all black tile with gold. Okay, buddy. What are you, a Trump? <laughs> what are you, a mob boss of indiscriminate origin? <laughs> he tried to kidnap that election and choke it in the shower. <laughs> oh no, you're ruining it for me, Mikey. You're ruining it. <laughs> I want a shot for shot remake of 365 where it's just Donald Trump as the like the male. Oh, oh no. Anyway, we cut to Carlos's work where Kaya is visiting, but also distracting him at work. And his boss come, comes in and is like, hey, you know, less talking, more chopping. Is that a college girl watching you work in our kitchen? Like the health inspectors yeah. here. <laughs> I mean, that's what I mean. Like she, he should have been fired. Like you should not let him back there to do that. Yeah. Well, and he does get fired, but it's because Kaya steps and puts her nose in his business. Yeah. But he is like, thanks for getting me fucking fired. Bye. Uh, then we cut to, I, I think they call it like margarita madness or something, but it's essentially Brandon rapping while other people drink margaritas. And I'm yeah. like, this was not thought out. This was like, what is this? I think what you mean, Paige, is this is the best party spring break has ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. This, you mean Dr. Strange and the... The margarita madness? <laughs> you can have strawberry or original. <laughs> the, the combinations are endless. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this spring break is just so poorly thought out. There's conservatively a comedy club amount of people at every party. Yeah. This party does have a open mic kind of vibe to it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he gets up there. He's like, so who's on Tinder? Anybody dating? So I drive for Uber back of Pennsylvania. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible. Uh, anyway, oh. he, they leave the party and... A girl that he's been kind of hitting on the whole time has a boyfriend and he confronts him outside of the party. He's like, hey, you let my girlfriend in, but not me. So they end up chasing across the beach. Yeah. And this guy's like, he's like a huge muscly dude. I kept calling him Mudvayne because he looks like people who listen to Mudvayne to me. He also, okay. he looks like Bane without a mask. That is fair. <laughs> Where he's like, hey, it's me, Bane. I'm Gotham's Reckoning. <laughs> <laughs> But when I'm not doing that, I like to go on spring break in Miami. Yeah. yeah, I, yeah, yeah. But I was born here. Yeah. I, I was. You break. adopted the margarita. I was born in the margarita. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, but he catches up with the cop who writes him another ticket. We cut to Eddie who's trying to get a tan and his legs are wild hairy. Like They're like Todd levels. Wait, hang on. I think my, my leg hair might be more hairy. Look. That, that's about what his looked like. I hate that you're wearing jean shorts while we record this podcast. I'm not wearing pants. I'm wearing these little like booty lounge shorts things that match the shirt that I'm wearing. He's wearing black cut off jeans. Yeah. It's because he's fucking metal. I also feel like I'm showing you guys just my crotch right now so I can show Please you guys. Please stop filming your crotch. Yeah. This is, <laughs> this is bonus Patreon content that I did not want. I didn't pay for this tier, but I am going to cry some. <laughs> uh, I am wearing cut off jean shorts. These are actually my most comfortable shorts that I have that are not exercise shorts. That is a lie. There is 
there's no way that jean shorts are comfortable, more comfortable than any other pair of shorts that you like. Athletic shorts? Oh, I'm, I said other than my athletic shorts. Yeah. Oh. All of which are in the dirty clothes right now because I, you know, went for a run and have been exercising. I am excited to get my suitcase back because I have a really comfy pair of jean shorts in that suitcase. That Yeah, jean shorts can be comfy, Mikey. I have slept in these shorts before. That makes me sick to my stomach. <laughs> I mean, if I can sleep in jean pants, I can definitely sleep in jean shorts. I'm going to vomit all over the screen. <laughs> That's a real spring break move. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a real, like, I've been drinking too much at spring break kind of vibe, for sure. Yeah, Told tons of guys sleep in their jean shorts after they drink too much. I just realized what shirt Mikey was wearing right now. <laughs> yeah, he wears his Ask Me About My Podcast shirt a lot while we record. I think it's hilarious. We don't need to ask you. We're here. <laughs> <laughs> We're on your podcast. <laughs> I'm starting to date again, or trying to, and I hate it. I hate talking to new people, and I hate people, and... Any, they're like, what are you doing? Oh, I'm like recording a podcast. And they're like, well, tell me about your podcast. I hate that conversation more than anything else in that whole thing. I've learned a lot of lessons, and that is no one should know about this podcast. <laughs> the problem is, Mikey, a lot of people know about yeah, it. Yeah, a lot of people know about it. The, at the party I was at last night, people who knew me at the party were like, hey, my friend just recommended your podcast to me, and then I had to explain <laughs> that I knew you, and then they didn't believe me. And I thought about calling you, but then I said, saw that on instagram you were on planes all day and i was like yeah that's fair i would have texted you back eventually but yeah no one from my real life can know it's like a secret identity thing i do like that your superpower is just being a successful podcaster because <laughs> it's like your secret identity i mean i love that you're like no one can know about this but then two days from now we'll get a text from you that's like i'm ready to do this full time i know i know <laughs> <laughs> If I did that, I wouldn't want anyone to know about me. <laughs> it would just be more isolation. And I'm here for it because I'm tired of humanity. <laughs> and then they're like, oh, do you go by Mikey or Michael? And I'm like, I don't. You know what? Let's just. I go by Joseph. I'm not going to explain it. How do you know Paige? How do you know Todd? How did that start? Well, we all met at a crazy orgy around the snack table. Yeah. And we were oh. all pounding away and we all reached for the Gouda cheese plate at the orgy. And we all touched hands while we were balls deep. And we were like, let's start a podcast. Do you guys like <laughs> movies? I always awkwardly talk during orgies too much. And I was like really on a movie rant. <laughs> you see Rambo First Blood is actually. <laughs> it's actually the sequel. The sequel is First Blood Part 2. What do you mean I can't stay? <laughs> yeah, we all got kicked out of the same orgy. You can actually see it happen if you watch Eyes Wide Shut. There's like three people being kicked out in the background. <laughs> Escorted out. They're like, no more Star Wars talk. Fine. <laughs> I was going to get to why I hate Alien 3. Get out. Kylo Ren should have never turned back to the light side. Sir, you have to leave. <laughs> yeah. They had to make him a nice guy because they wanted to have him shirtless more because they thought they would sell more merch to ladies. And they were probably right. People love Adam Driver. I mean, oh, I, I think he's a great people actor. People loved bad boy Adam Driver more than good Ben Kenobi or whatever Ben Ben Harrison Ford. Honestly, I'm here for bad boy Adam Driver. I was also here for bad boy Sebastian Stan. I'm apparently I'm here for bad boys sometimes. You have a type, and that is shouldery bad boys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, let's just, can we just move on so we can power through this turn of a movie? All right, fine. So Alexa and uh, Kelly are talking, and this is where Ale <laughs> Kelly is like, look, you date a bunch of people and dance on tables, and that's who you are. 
but I'm nice. <laughs> Which is like <laughs> the craziest line in this movie. It's oh so funny. Oh my God, I know. It is wild. So funny to me. Um, but Alexis pissed off, so she changes plans with Justin. So both Justin and Kelly think that the other one didn't show up. Well, not only does she do that, she has Justin she meet shows her. Up. Yeah. Yeah. But before he gets there, she has her own crazy villain solo. Right. Which is a bizarre song as well. <laughs> well, but she does dance on tables during it. She does. Yeah. Living up to her reputation. Who would have thought? 12 years later, she's one of the top Congress people in Gilead. <laughs> <laughs> she does definitely have the type. Bless it be, y'all. Yeah. Under his eye. See you next week. <laughs> just, instead of live, laugh, love in her kitchen, it just says under his eye. <laughs> uh, personally, I like the bonnet. I think it really accentuates my facial features. Anyway, so so Kelly has been stood up on the beach um, and Kaya finds her and is like, well, Let's go party. Like, if he's a party promoter, let's go to the party. Whatever. Yeah. Paige, this movie would have been better if Justin and his friend, the dork one. They find two friends. We could meet friends, switch and be friends. No, 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 no. Okay. Their friend dies, but they have to keep him alive to run no, the party. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. No. Like, so, it's, so it's Brandon. Uh, so Brandon dies and Justin uh-huh. and Eddie have to like puppet him through his like because club they promoter get a bullshit. dollar payout because at yes. the end of spring break and then he ends up falling for Kelly and then he has to like wave Justin's dead hand or no, Justin has to wave Brandon's dead hand spring Spring break at Bernie's. No. Okay. Here's what it's got to be. Justin is an undercover agent for a supervillain. His friend is Tommy Bahama. (laughs) (laughs) We can't. We can't. We can't have this debate. You've got to stop trying to make every movie Barb and Star. Anyway, we cut to Eddie who's peeling skin off his face in the hotel room when a guy just like bursts into the room accusing him of sleeping with his girlfriend. And this is where I was thinking about the room because I was like, this has hella Chris R energy. Yeah. (laughs) Where it's a character that just like enters in to beat someone up with no explanation. It's my whole life. We cut to Justin shows up to Alexa to where Alexa's told him to meet. And she's like, oh, Kelly has a boyfriend back home. She didn't tell you. She's kind of a fucking salute. Like, mm -mm." she sort of says like she's a player or whatever. Like, this is what she does when she goes out of town. She's a player, but she's also not a party girl. Yeah, it's weird. It's a weird thing that she says. None of it made sense. Like, if you actually listen to the words she's saying, like, it's all like counterintuitive thinking, but because she's attractive people like fall for it i guess because they're not really paying attention to her i guess yeah i don't know i really did feel like she was mikey's type though because she had she had good teeth she's a pretty blonde like mean as shit would have treated me bad like oh yeah like that is your type mikey and this is why you'll never be happy because you only date villains i'm fully aware I'd be like that one guy. I'd be like, I didn't really, I wasn't really super into the old Gilead thing, but then like, you know, I was dating her and like, you know, just like one thing led to another and like, whatever, under his eye. (laughs) (laughs) So meanwhile, Eddie misses his online date girl again because he's talking to the guy who broke into the room and he's like, you gotta like connect with her emotionally. Yeah. He's like giving him relationship advice and the guy like hugs him or like pats him on his sunburn and he puts his head down because he hurts so much. And that's when his online girlfriend walks by. Right. We cut to their party that night, which uh, night, day, time's a flat circle. Yeah. She and Kaya show up to like, we're going to like be the girls of this party or whatever. 
And this is where we get the skirt made of ties that does absolutely nothing for Kelly's figure. It's the wrong length. It's the wrong shape. It's all wrong for her. It is. But at the same time, I'm like, could I pull it off? Could I pull that off? I don't think I could. You might be able to. Well, and so they're they're doing this song. And as they're singing the verses, I was like, is this a cover? Because the verses are like, well, you can't tell by the way. And it's to the tune of Staying Alive. Yeah. But with a different chorus. And it drove me nuts i was talking to natalie about it because i was like i don't know if they know they're ripping off a bg's tune but they like, have to they might have gotten sued for this because it's too many notes to get away with but the chorus is all completely different no i know but like that the the beginning yeah. of the verses is very yeah. much well, like I'm that the BG's. girl who's the party on the beach i'm a party bitch party on the beach like that's yeah. basically what it is yeah skirt of ties sleeves no i've got the hair of xenon the girl from the 21st century <laughs> you mean this song that you wrote and definitely hasn't been written for 40 years already like yeah honestly i just want a bg's musical i love the bg's a musical remake of the b movie but they just call it the bg movie <laughs> was Barry Kim insects talk about buzzing talk about honeycombs <laughs> and babies talking about I would only watch that, Mikey, if they kept in the fact that a bee seduces a real life woman. Yes. And they have babies. <laughs> Don't they have babies? Well, yeah, after he made her colony collapse. You know, they have a mesh for that now. <laughs> oh, God, we got to finish this movie. Anyway, oh, so who should show up but Luke from back home, the horrible fan from the beginning of the movie. And he just kisses her out of nowhere. Like, he didn't even say hello. He walks up and kisses her. He's like, spring break. No consent. <laughs> anyway, so they, uh, Justin's like, boyfriend. So they do like a hovercraft double dare thing where they're like. Yeah, there's only one way to settle this. Like, man. <laughs> Hovercraft, basketball, whatever. Just race. Just have a normal race. (laughs) Winner gets slimed. I mean, or they could just listen to Kelly Clarkson who's saying we're not together. She's like, we're not dating. I don't like him. Like, we're not. They should have cut to her and her being like, "Do I have no agency in this movie at all?" (laughs) She doesn't. No, because Simon Cowell made her sign that contract. Yeah. Instead, they're listening to Mark Summers being like, this is brought to you by our partners at Hasbro. And you could take a trip to Nickelodeon Studios, Orlando, Florida, because that is basically what this is. They're like, throw the balls from the basket into the other hovercraft. Like, yeah, madness. Yeah, it really is like straight out of Legends of a Hidden Temple or some shit. (laughs) You have to assemble the shrine of the silver monkey. (laughs) If somebody came at me like... You can have my girl if you have to do a relay race on a hovercraft. I'd be like, wait, I get to drive a hovercraft? I'll just drive the fuck off because I've always wanted a hovercraft <laughs> way more than <laughs> your girl. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now that's what I call pod race. <laughs> <laughs> You can have my girl, but you have to climb the aggro crag. Yeah. Do, 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 do you have it? Guts. Um, <laughs> no, no, no. Do, 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 do you. Want to get up in it? Guts. <laughs> there was a girl in my sorority who her last name was Skaggs, uh, Kelsey Skaggs. Oh, no. Oh, it's not that bad. It's a okay. regular ass name, except I was like a couple grades older than her. And I was just like, aggro Skaggs. And she's like, I don't understand why you keep saying that because she was too young to have watched Guts. Oh, uh, she and didn't I, get had to like, okay. I had to like whip out YouTube and be like, this is the aggro crag. Um, you can only call her aggro skags when she's mad, though. Yeah, aggro skags. I want to be rich enough to own a piece of the aggro crag. You can buy remakes. Okay. I may I, have I, gone I've down I've looked into this. this. Yes, yeah. Mikey, mm-hmm. I'm aware. What? Why? Oh, my God. 
Why do, not, are, Todd? Do you not want a piece of the aggro crag? If I'm going to die alone, Rich, then I'm yeah, gonna get have a, a piece fucking of the piece of the aggro crag. Like, yeah. One of those two things is gonna happen. I'm gonna be rich <laughs> and never die. <laughs> <laughs> Either way, you'll have a piece of the aggro crag. I want, mm-hmm. I want a piece of the aggro crag, but then also a replica, a replica of the shrine of the silver monkey that's just impossible to put together. Like it's a puzzle that doesn't work. Like yeah, yeah, because no one could ever get and and you'd be sitting at home. You're just like flip it, just turn it around, just push it. Di- God damn it! <laughs> I know my humor's too dark. When the police are like, oh, man, like, are you, sh- are you okay? And you're like, no. <laughs> yeah. We were going on a call, and like, they're like, the complainant might have left to go get cigarettes. And I was like, well, if they're like my dad, they'll never come back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so what you're saying is he's gone forever? <laughs> Son, I'm going to go out to get a pack of aggro cracks. <laughs> <laughs> it's a weird name for cigarettes, but all right. There, it's the new American spirit flavor. I told people, I was like, I've been on the kick lately where I'm like, I think I'm going to die alone. They're like, you're not going to die alone. I'm like, I'm going to die alone in my house. And like, no one's going to call the police about my body for four days. And my dog is going to eat half my body. It's going to be a grisly scene. People are going to take photos to put on the dark web because it looks so fucked up. The police are like, are you in therapy? (laughs) They're like, therapist, heal thyself. (laughs) (laughs) Even if you get married, that could still happen to you. I bet if I took a nap, my dog would try to eat me alive. Yes. Also, I know I said that aggro crag would be a cigarette flavor, but that's clearly like a vape flavor. Like it, if you have it not, definitely is. They just outlawed jewels, so there's no more aggro cragging for you. There's no more aggro cragging for you. If you have not named a line of weed resin aggro crag, you're fucking up. This is what I'm yeah. saying. You can only smoke aggro crag out of an AR-15, but jewels are outlawed. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I'm just picturing it. But I'm picturing someone doing it while running and holding their flag behind them as they (laughs) run across the track. Oh, man. Anyway, back to this horrible movie. Sorry. Um, Yeah, we're almost done. So there's a hovercraft tragic beach accident, and Luke gets hurt, but he's okay. He just has to get a couple uh, stitches. And Kelly checks on him and he's like, she's like, we're just friends. And he's like, well, I figured we could be friends and go on dates. And she was just like, and mess around. Like he wants yeah. friends with benefits. Clearly it's spring break. She doesn't have to like it. She doesn't. He's gross. Yeah. It, it doesn't matter. Like he's not entitled to her love and affection. Mike. No, but he won the hovercraft race. It I'm doesn't kidding, fucking matter. No, he didn't. <laughs> he got injured. He, he forfeited with failure. But he even says like when she's like, oh, are you all right? He's like, yeah, it's, it's fine. I just got five stages. It'll be fine. And then. When she says no to his offer to be friends with benefits, he's like, but I got all these stitches and it really hurts. Yeah. Well, my favorite is she says, I was thinking more of a sister brother kind of thing. Yeah. But because they both have deep South accents, I was like, so the same. Oh. <laughs> both of those options. Are the they same. are from Texas. So like, you never know. Yeah. Never know. Save a horse, ride a hovercraft. <laughs> Honestly, though. Save a horse, ride a Trevor. What's his name? I forgot his name. Luke. I called him... His name is Luke. Yeah, but he got real Trevor energy. He got so I'm real Trevor, Trevor energy. Yeah, 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 He's yeah. got hardcore Trevor energy. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. I hate this episode. <laughs> this is pretty fun. Uh, we just talked about the aggro crack for 10 minutes. How could you hate this episode? <laughs> I love movies that are done like t- I, I conservatively zoned. I was like, I don't think I could talk about anything in this episode. I don't remember a fucking thing. Right? Except for the that Bob joke, the sideshow Bob. That's the only part of the movie. And then like... We haven't even gotten to it. Did it? Or no, did that I already happen? I don't even know if they kissed. Remember. I don't even remember if they kissed in this movie. Mikey, they definitely kiss. At the very end, though. Yeah. Uh, so Kaya visits Carlos at his new job, and he like hard breaks up with her because he's like, 
yo, I live here and I have a job and like I can't just be throwing everything away on a spring fling. Yeah, he's like, now I make five fifteen an hour and I there's no way I can live off of that and you destroyed my life yeah. for what would have been just a spring fling because you would have gone back and wouldn't even have remembered my name. Right, yep. Uh, so this is where Justin meets up with Alexa the next day. This is also a plot hole because how would he have contacted Alexa? He would have texted the number and known it was Kelly's number. It, that is a huge plot hole, Paige, because yeah. they were... There would be no it way is, to get it's a hold Alexa's of her. number. Yeah. <laughs> he should have been like, hey, it's real weird that you and Kelly have the same the number. The same number. <laughs> yeah. So weird. Anyway, he and Alexa meet up and she's like, you shouldn't be with Kelly. You should be with someone like me and kisses him. And he's like, whoa, what? No. But Kelly sees it. Yeah. This is a lot of drama for like a four day vacation. It is. Yeah. 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 Carlos shows up at Kaya's room and apologizes. And he's like, I shouldn't have taken this out on you. This, you know, my life had stuff in it and whatever. And I love how Kaya is fully dressed like she's about to go out for the evening on like a great, like lovely date. It looked like she was going to go salsa dancing alone. I know, I know. But she was literally just in her hotel room sulking. Like she was just having a sad night in, but she's still dressed to the nines. I was like, that's awesome. You got to dress for the emotion you want, okay? <laughs> That's my fair fee advice for the week. <laughs> what emotion does Ask Me About My Podcast, the t-shirt, convey, Mikey? I'm not Ask me about place. my podcast. <laughs> and I don't even want you to ask. That should tell you something about my emotional state. I love it. So Carlos apologizes, and they go to this dinner in a pool they have more of a love story than kelly and Justin. they absolutely 100%. do yeah and i still hated it yeah so kelly's on the beach alexa comes up and is like you want to get something to eat and kelly's like why'd you invite luke here and we basically figure out that she was trying to break justin or sh- kelly and justin up yeah for no reason other than the fact that she's used to being the friend that everybody likes unless she doesn't want them right exactly and Kelly kind of believes her version at first. Well, because her version is like very much like blaming Justin Justin for everything. And like he told me he was only trying to get close to you so he could get close to me. And then he kissed me and I pushed him off me. And then like I ran out of there. I came to talk to you because I don't want any of that. I'm so sorry it happened. Like that is like her version of events when it's wildly inaccurate. Yeah. Meanwhile, internet friend Eddie is still trying to find his date. Yeah. Misses her again. We cut to the last party. Where Kelly's dancing with some other girl and this is where she's in all purple and her makeup is all purple and it's (laughs) the worst look on earth. It's so terrible. It's so interesting to see someone make a choice so strong that fails so badly. Oh, anyway, she sees Justin. So she leaves the party and he follows her outside and uh, she tells him Alexa's version. He's like, that's not true at all. You're playing games. What messages? And this is the first time that he's like, you weren't getting my message. What's happening? So Kelly goes back to the table with her friends. She picks up Lex's phone because it falls to the ground, reads all of the texts, realizes what's happened. And she's like, oh, you're a straight up villain. And she stomps off, leaving her purse at the table, which is wild. Yeah. But so she goes walking along the harbor alone and runs into Justin. And she's like, I thought you were leaving. And he was like, I was on my way to the airport, which why in the middle of the night? Like, like days before everyone else leaves. What are you talking about? (laughs) What airport? What are you doing? I mean, it is weird. Like he is going to go sit at the airport until 7 a.m. tomorrow morning when the first flight leaves Miami to Philadelphia. Yeah. Well, Well, then like the happy ending is like, what? Your trip out was delayed 24 hours. Yeah. Anyway. So like 
it's it's nonsense we go back to the party eddie finds the girl that he's been talking to online and we re- we reveal that his email was all for captain picard yeah eddie or uh, brandon ends up with the cop who's gorgeous and off duty and then we get into the final dance number to the tune of that's the way i like it but it is the worst cover of that song ever yeah well it's it's almost like a remix like it's terrible yeah. it's they destroy casey and the sunshine band and it broke my heart yeah and and this is where they're like i'll come out to texas you come out to whatever which they're never going to no they'll never speak again i don't know if you guys noticed but her makeup is absent in this scene it's like she did not get makeup that day and i was like how is her makeup either gone or galactic princess like that's <laughs> there's nothing in between absolutely yeah and, and that's, that's the, the movie. movie so having seen this movie having talked about this movie what do you guys think about from justin to kelly it's like the mre of movies it's just protein cubes they feed people in the apocalypse yeah it's terrible in the words of randy jackson it's gonna be a no from me dog that's a better joke i get it when (laughs) when i picked this movie i badly wanted it to be so bad it was like so so watchable and fun to watch it's not it is just so bad it's bad and no one should ever watch this movie todd i'm gonna have a challenge for you this summer it's called watch one of the movies you pick before we do it absolutely not (laughs) i don't have time Honestly, I kind of love the chaos. Yeah. I do wish we had watched this together, though, Mikey. I would have really enjoyed it. We probably would have just talked. Like, it's it's literally... Yeah. 82 minutes it's, and 60 minutes of that is song. It is the movie version of the stars moving towards the screen screensaver from the same time period. <laughs> <laughs> or the one, with the, the one with the pipes. Uh-huh. Yeah, the pipes. It's just there. It is yep. fully terrible. But Paige, do you have any fun facts for us? I do have some fun facts. Well, hit us with your fun facts. Fun facts. Fun fun facts. facts. Uh, So first fun fact, I'm not sure if you guys know, uh, Kelly Clarkson obviously has gone on to be very famous, but Justin Guarini is the face of Dr. Pepper. Yes. He's Lil Sweet. Lil Sweet. Yeah. Oh, I did not know that. That's actually yes. the only place I knew him before this movie because one of my friends that I used to work with, when th- those commercials started to come out, literally texted me and said, you need to sue Diet Dr. Pepper because they've stolen your personality. <laughs> <laughs> I, when I found out that it was Justin Quarini, posted about it online and he must have a Google alert for his name because he replied to it. <laughs> Speaking as someone who has a Google alert set up for his name, I understand that. <laughs> yeah, I have a yeah, Google yeah. alert set up for all the podcasts For all of our names All of it yeah. yeah Oh I should set up a podcast alert Yeah do it I can teach you how Google alerts is pretty cool man I have Google alerts for like work Like yeah. my other work Yeah 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 yeah. I don't because I already get too many notifications I know who else does The author of the novelization of the Triple X movie f- sequel <laughs> That was wild I can't believe he responded to you I know and that's like, so crazy And responded to you and said more or less yeah, your criticism of this IP is absolutely valid and is the studio's fault. I loved that. It was amazing. It was very funny. Uh, so fun fact. So this film actually set a record for the shortest gap between a theatrical premiere and a home DVD release. Really? That's amazing. Okay, awesome. 29 days. It wasn't even what? in the theaters a whole month? Yeah. That's less than COVID delay. I know. That's I know. amazing. Uh the production company refused to screen it for critics. Oh, that was a mistake. Yeah. And it has, uh, by the official Razzie movie guide, been listed as one of the hundred most enjoyably bad movies ever made. Oh, disagree. It's not fun to disagree. watch. Disagree. Yeah, it's just bad. I have to say something that I never thought I would say ever. 
Grease 2 is way better than this. Oh, like oh. Grease 2 yeah. is hilarious. <laughs> like, it's, but it's also bad. But Grease 2 is a watchable kind of bad, whereas this is yeah. an unwatchable kind of bad. Yeah. And Grease 2 has a lot of people who would go on to be way more famous in it. And that makes it even funnier. Yeah. Well, this movie does have someone who went on to be a Disney princess in it. Did you guys know about that? No. Yeah. The girl who plays Kaya, she was Tiana and Princess and the Frog. I liked Princess and the Frog. Which I love Princess and the Frog. It's got that New Orleans like big band vibe. Yeah, the music in that movie is really I fucking love the music in that movie. The prince is hot. Hell yeah. He's a hot prince in that movie. And then he becomes a person. <laughs> yeah. But when he was a frog, it was like, what that tongue do, though? I know. I was like, oh. He could hit a clip from across the room. <laughs> oh, my God. Paige is over here just yelling, tongue punch my fart box. No. Oh, my God. Todd. <laughs> That's the grossest thing I've said in a long time. Yes, it is. Yeah, yes, it is. Who originally said that? Somebody originally said it, and now I don't remember who it was. I don't know who it was, but I heard it somewhere. It was not me that originally said it. Yeah. It was Paul Revere. <laughs> <laughs> the British are coming. Tongue, Tongue punch, punch my, my fart box. box. <laughs> but that was just his horse's name. So he was just yeah. talking to his horse. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Uh, so because of the quick turnaround from theater to home market some movie theaters stopped showing the movie they refused they were like why would we show this when people could buy it on dvd like no one's gonna come see this so they just like stopped so then fox like stopped putting out dvds for a little while so that they could catch up on the like theatrical (laughs) release and then re-released it it's that sounds just like a corporate nightmare it's a core this whole movie is a corporate nightmare yeah on top of that there was at least at the time, I think since then they have done it. But at the time, there was no commercial soundtrack release because the producers didn't want it to compete with Kelly Clarkson and Justin Guarini's debut albums. Um, so they just put some of the songs from the movies on their albums. This movie's second box office week was 77% lower than its first, which is Almost a record for one of the biggest drops in film history from week one to week two. Um, And both of their names, their last names in the movie, Kelly Taylor and uh, Justin Bell, their last names come from their father or stepfather's names. Um, Oh, really? Yeah. And those are fun facts. Well, thank you for those fun facts. Let's talk a little bit of box office. So what do you Mm -hmm. think the production budget for... From Justin to Kelly was in 2003. I'm pretty sure it was one of those Claire's 10 for 10s where you get 10 (laughs) parts of the movie for $10. Definitely. Yeah. But you also have to pierce your ears to get that deal. Don't pierce your ears at Claire's. This is just a PSA. Go to an actual piercing place. I promise you. It is better and it hurts less. And it's more expensive, but it's because they're sanitizing and doing it right. Yeah. Um, This movie probably costs six million dollars all right mikey what do you think this movie cost i'm gonna say 10 million dollars because i think someone embezzled money somewhere yeah that that person is probably simon cowell because this movie cost 12 million dollars to make damn do you think he spent that extra money on making his nips more prominent when he wears t-shirts like a weird plastic surgery thing so that he's just always showing nips? you should just come over i could tell him the secret what's the secret mikey i have very prominent nipples through my (laughs) oh do you I wear undershirts sometimes just to hide it. I'm very (laughs) self-conscious. I don't think I've ever talked to a man with that problem. Uh, I went to college with a guy who had very large nipples, and it was- Tell me everything about him, like his name, address, and social security number. (laughs) His name was Sam. He's very nice. (laughs) And he was just like, I got big nipples, bro. And he was like a skinny dude, Todd, (laughs) like you. (laughs) I don't have big nipples. Here, look. 
Don't put your shirt down. Those do look average. Yeah. yeah. I went to high school with a girl who had just made an unfortunate shirt choice on picture day. Oh, no. And she got her pictures back and she's like, I have to have these retaken. And we had like a retake thing if you wanted oh, to. Oh, did you? Cool. Okay. Yeah. And she showed me your pictures and I was like, why? You look great in these. And she was like, take a closer look. And I looked down and because her shirt was like white and kind of spandexy, she was and it was cold that day, I guess. She was just like full cut and glass. Just oh, like no. oh. and she it was like 16 year old. Just like oh, full no. nips. And so she's like, I gotta retake these. <laughs> and I was like, somebody's gonna get a yearbook where I'm just full nipping it. It's wild. Oh, you definitely don't want that. All right. Anyway, so the production budget was twelve million dollars in two thousand three. But if you adjust for inflation, that's nineteen million dollars that they Damn. spent on this movie. Now, as Paige did mention, uh, well, let's just talk about its first week first and then we'll jump into its second week because there's a lot to talk about here. Uh, this movie premiered on June 20th, 2003. It was number 11 the week it came out. We knew it was going to be bad. Yeah, oh yeah. The number one movie that weekend was Hulk, which I believe was the Eric Bana version. Yeah, that's because the Eric it was two thousand three. Honestly, I like because I like Eric Bana. I get that people don't like that Hulk, but Eric Bana can get it. It's not terrible. It's not a terrible movie. Whatever. Uh, number two was Finding Nemo. Number three was Too Fast, Too Furious. Oh, that's a good one. Uh, yeah, that's a good one. That's a better Spring Break movie. Never seen it. Number four was Bruce Almighty, and number five was The Italian Job, and then you have five Italian other Italian Job. Yeah, it was the remake though, the one with yeah, um, with yeah. Handsome Rob. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chalk it up as a value meal. Yeah. <laughs> and then there are five other movies, including The Matrix Reloaded, which was number 10 that weekend. And then From Justin to Kelly, that was new that weekend. So what do you think From Justin to Kelly made in its opening weekend? $600,000. Okay. Mikey, what do you think it made? I do think it only made $7 million. In its opening weekend, coming at 11th, you think it made $7 million? I'm going to go ahead and say one. You're closer, but you're both still under, actually. It's $2.7 million it made in its opening weekend. The next weekend it was out, it was in... Okay, so its first weekend, it was in 2001 theaters, which is pretty That's much a like a wide mm -hmm. release back in the early 2000s. Yeah. Uh, the next weekend, it was in 1,969, so it only dropped out of a few theaters, and it made, like Paige said, a 77% less than it did the week before. It made $625,000. So I was right before the second week. Yes. Oh, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, now, Jeez. in its third week, it goes from 1,969 theaters to 185 theaters. <laughs> it goes to less than 10% of the theaters it was in the week before. And it only brought in $23,000. And then its fourth week out, it brought in $12,000. And then its fifth week out and final week out, it brought in $5,573. Oh, my Jesus. So how much do you think it made in its total box office run? And if you're very good at math, which I know you both aren't, you probably could give me the answer. But what do you think it made its total box office? Uh, it's going to be just under three mil. Mikey, what do you think? Three point one. It made four point nine million dollars. <laughs> Yay, math. So high five. Math, math. Yeah. High I mean, I couldn't I wouldn't have been able to do that either, so don't worry about it. But if you adjust for inflation, that's roughly seven point eight million dollars. But again, in two thousand three, for a twelve million dollar budget movie to only make four 
almost $5 million. That's terrible because that doesn't include the money they spent marketing it and all of that. Mm -hmm. So like the $12 million is not what they spent total. Right. This movie did terribly and honestly should have because it's a terrible movie. But that is your box office. Mm -hmm. So, Mikey, do you want to hit us with that romance scale? (laughs) Yeah. Scale of one to ten, how romantic we found the film when we watched it. Um, I didn't think we could go into negatives. Yeah, yeah, I was going to give it a negative as well. So I'm going to say negative three. Are we doing negatives? I was going to go negative two. There's no romance in the, There's a lack of romance. And yeah. not just like a... There's the opposite of romance. I mean, I would say zero because I don't love... I don't like going negative unless I'm on Twitter. So I'll say oh, zero. Spiraling. Do you, uh, <laughs> do you think they're still together? No. no. Do you think Kaya and Carlos are still together? No. no. I think she went home and forgot his name, just like he said she would. That's pretty fair. I agree yeah. with both of those. It's yeah. spring break. You don't remember those people. I mean, I don't know. I, I've never gone. He moved, he moved to Texas to be with her and works at that Applebee's. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a roadhouse. Mikey, do you remember the girls from spring breaks that you hooked up with? I did not hook up much on spring break. Okay. He was too busy barfing and screaming. Yeah. Does that sound attractive to you? Honestly, no. I dated someone like that. It was terrible. Anyway, that's our romance scale. There was a lack of it. Yeah. Today. This rom-com could have used some rom and com. Yeah. So this week, I made you guys watch from Justin to Kelly, and I, I truly am sorry about that. Paige, what are you making us watch next week? Next week, I'm getting us started on a project that's going to take us a while to get through. Uh, yeah. Much oh, like, yeah. Much like I started us off with the 50 Shades movies oh my god what are we doing i love this we're watching 365 next week hell yeah i'm so excited excited about it because i've only seen this movie like second screening it while i was working so like (laughs) i've barely seen it but i've heard all of it and if you just listen to the movie and don't watch it it's so like crazy insane (laughs) hey baby girl yeah (laughs) so i can't i can't wait i cannot wait well and also if you're not like looking at the screen because like Two thirds of the ha- movie is in different languages that you have to you read the subtitles. Have to for. Subtitle so, it. like, yeah, I was only hearing the English shit. Like, I- just <laughs> heads up to everyone watching it. It is absolutely necessary that you subtitle. Yeah, and even then, it's bonkers. It this is- movie is. I watched it when it came out. Mm-hmm. Excited to go- take a second look. I'm doing this now because. And, and it'll be a while before we do number two, but because I am fully planning on uh, doing like a, a live tweet in the group for the third one that comes out August 19th, just like I did for one and two. In the Facebook group? Yeah. In the Facebook group. So that was so fun. Mark your calendars, August 19th. I, I'll, <laughs> I'm doing it the day it comes out. But next week, we are watching 365. I love it. All right. So your homework for next week is to get wine drunk, find yourself kidnapped by an Italian mobster, question mark, and then fall in love with him while we watch 365. (laughs) 365? Somehow worse than 50 Shades, but also better than 50 Shades? Question mark. Find out next week. (laughs) This movie is half shopping montage, half porn. It's great. So, Mikey, do you have a review for us to read? Oh, no. <laughs> so, Mikey, while, while you're looking one up, let me tell them how they can have their review read on the podcast, and that is to leave us a five-star text review, and we'll have Mikey read it for you. So, Mikey, whose review are you going to read this week? Oh, man, we have not gotten reviews in a bit. Actually, wait. <laughs> That's actually... That doesn't look familiar. Okay. Um, you mean listener from the start? You mean the most yeah. recent one? Yeah, that's a new yeah. one. Okay. <laughs> I guess I'll do this one. Ellie, Ellie says, listener from the start. Awesome. Mikey, do this in your Mario slash Jar Jar Binks voice. Yes. Thank you, L.E. 
it's a me, a Mario. <laughs> I'm a long time a listener to the horror version. <laughs> <laughs> and right from the start, Romance in the Pot fan. Awesome. One of my main favorite episodes is a She's a Man. That was a good episode. Even though I haven't seen the movie, hadn't, hadn't, even though I hadn't seen the movie, <laughs> the part is able to captivate me with an excellent narration, humor, and intelligence. However, if you are a new, I would recommend starting with the Time of Traveler's Wife episode. Oh, oh, Team Claire's dad. Yeah. Team of Claire's dad. <laughs> I love it. I love hearing Todd's history knowledge that he drops during episodes. It's another best edited podcast and the production is amazing. Oh, oh, did you pay for this review? Well, thank you, L.A.E. This, this podcast is well-producted. Well-producted? Paige's ability to uh, to have a feminist perspective with a comedic timing will have you laughing and yelling in agreement. <sighs> Okay. <laughs> and Mikey is the heart of the show He's a goofy and has amazing ability To articulately analyze Situation I'd watch Mikey Try to do a tight five <laughs> Thank you Five stars L.E.E. Thank you so much for that awesome Five star review And I'll say this If Mikey decides to slum it I feel like he could Really do a lot of tight fives Well back to Paige For that amazing feminist perspective <laughs> Yeah, uh, we prefer to tie. No, never. <laughs> I was gonna say we prefer to call them tight something else, but no. So, um, yeah, guys, if you like this power thruple that we have here on this podcast, make sure to check out our other podcast, The Horror Virgin, and that is the only other podcast that Mikey and I are on. But Paige gets around, and she is on two other podcasts. Black Card Rehab and Cult Podcast. So guys, definitely check out those because they're amazing. If you want to follow us on social, we are at Romancing the Pod Show. Yes. On yes. Instagram. And we are at something else on Twitter who I just have never taken the time to learn it's, it. It's just Romancing Pod Show because they have a character oh. limit and it's show, S-H-O, like Showtime. So guys, check that out as well. And if you want to follow us all individually, Paige is at Rampage Wesley everywhere, including TikTok, except for Twitter, where she is at Paige Wesley. Mikey is at M Randolph 24, and I am at Todd J Awesome everywhere. And guys, we got a P.O. box. So if you want to send us some love letters or whatever you might send to a P.O. box, it's actually not a P.O. box. It's like a regular street address. It's pretty awesome. It's 6688 Nolensville Road, number 108-34, Brentwood, Tennessee, 37027. So send us some stuff. Yeah. That's going to be it for us, you guys. I'm Paige. I'm Mikey. And I'm Todd. And you complete us. To completion. Later, um, baby girl. <laughs> do you want to come? Oh, okay. Um, man, there's not a lot of sexual tension in this. Okay. Hey, girl, do you want to come sing on my dick? <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Worst pickup line I've ever heard, nerds. Yeah. Yeah.